Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, and wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 33. Yes, 33, 33 man. of Ruthless Talk. Man, Brian, we're getting close. We're getting closer and closer. It's WrestleMania season, the energy is in the air the buzz yeah, is in the yeah. air it's rest it's it's wrestlemania <laughs> <laughs> 11 days away guys 11 days and we are here to talk some monday night raw from last night was this show wrestlemania worthy well we're about to find out as we're gonna break this down the only way we know how Match by match, segment by segment, we're going to go through all of it because a lot happened in the show. And we're not going to waste too much time as we're most likely just going to just jump straight into the show. But before we get into that, I do want to make a little bit of a shout out to Jaybird's Drawings. If you guys haven't seen our social media, if you guys haven't seen our new Spotify um, podcast account, we have a new official logo. And that is thanks to yeah. Jaybird's Drawings. Um, this is uh, this has been a project um, for the past couple of weeks, and I'm so glad of how the logo turned out. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go check out our Facebook group. It is on there. Um, our Instagram, it is all up on there. Um, and absolutely just freaking badass freaking logo. They did a tremendous freaking job. Um, and I'm and of course, from the introduction, the new little introduction that we have, of course, it's up on there as well. So I'm sure you got a nice little glimmer of what it looks like. But of course, you'll get a better look of it on our social media. But yeah, shout out to Jay Bird's drawings. Um, you know, absolutely, for, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you very like, much. Yeah, it, it turned out better than I could have expected, man. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like it meant Brian, it was really, really good, it's man. Like, it's, yeah. it's like something that's like you look at something like I know it's going to be good, but then when you actually see it, it's just like wow, this is really freaking yeah. good. So yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm so happy about everything uh, and how it turned out. And guys, and the thing is too is like I know for most people it's just a logo, but you know for to me and I know it's it, it means it uh, to Brian as well is that it's just a stepping stone. You know, it's a stepping stone in in, in evolving the platform and involving this platform of where it's going in the long term of things you know and the first thing we wanted to accomplish was get a really good badass logo uh for our uh for our you know our platform for our podcast and again a uh, shout out to jay bird's drawings that again they do tremendous work please uh you guys go check them out on twitter um on instagram um i'll put their twitter handle and uh, social media account on our Facebook and our Instagram for you guys to check them out. They do a really tremendous job. Uh, but yeah, shout out to them. Again, this project was been in the works for quite some time now, and I'm glad just how everything turned out. And uh, again, it's just, uh, just again, another stepping stone. It's just the beginning of us evolving this platform and for what's to come uh, in the future. So again, shout out to Jay Bird's Drawings uh, for an amazing project. So Shout out. To Absolutely. You. Much thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. But yeah, uh, without being said, guys, um, there's no cold open. There's a lot to talk about <clears throat> in this show for Raw. Like I said, was this show WrestleMania worthy or not? Because like you said, Brian, we're getting close. It's 11 days away. Mm -hmm. Did the show deliver? Well, let's just jump right into it. You ready to do this, my man? Absolutely. Let's go, man. Oh, yeah. Let's do this thing. Monday Night Raw. This was March 20th. 2023 live in St. Louis, Missouri. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn start off the show reunited side by side 
back together once again. Sane says um, in the ring, um, you know, ever since Elimination Chamber, he's approached this entire situation with Kevin Owens the wrong way. You know, he mentions, you know, it's like he kind of came across of it as like a business transaction, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, but that's not how we've ever done anything together. You know, we always done things either whether it's friends or as enemies, you know, you know, it's just as that, you know, it's not some type of business transaction of that's how I should have approached it from the beginning. Um, right. So listen, whether we were enemies or friends, we always needed each other to get to the next level. And this time we did it as brothers, you know, emphasizing the word brothers, um, you know, so a very heart to heart here. The, ver- the very beginning of this promo, actually, it was like the crowd is chanting Sammy's name. And then like Kevin Owens looks over, he's like, <laughs> yeah. I think they like you. <laughs> and then they, the crowd starts chanting KO and Sammy's like, I think they like you too, pal. <laughs> and I, I don't know that that interaction with, with the crowd. I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, yeah. uh, so Kevin Owens says, listen, you know, I've he's always been Sammy Zayn's biggest fan. You know, he said for six months, it was six months. It was so frustrating to see to see you, Sami Zayn, with the bloodline under Roman Reigns, thumb when you outgrew the bloodline. You were better than all of them, you know, and, and it's and, and, and you. Yeah, exactly. You know, you were better than all of them. And, you know, and, and you outgrew the bloodline, you know, because I know and I think all these people know how talented you really are. You know, mm-hmm. and Sami Zayn gets on the microphone and says, you know, I think we both know what's coming next. And they both get a good look over that WrestleMania sign. And as soon as they do that, the Usos music hits as they enter the or enter the scene, I should say, as they're up down the rampway. Uh, Jay Uso says, um, you know, they are the kind of family that just cut at each other's throats, <laughs> you know. And then, you know, and then Sami Zayn interrupts and says, like, listen, listen, Jay. Everyone here knows that your biggest dream is to backstab Roman Reigns. And that was mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Uso just like he's like he's you could tell in his face. He's like, damn, like he's kind of telling the truth. <laughs> but at the right, same time, right. he's like, dude, like I'm not. He can't to admit it. He can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, but no, exactly. Absolutely. He can't say that. You know, in the back of his mind, he's like, yeah, there's some truth mm-hmm. to that, <laughs> you know, because yep. I'm sure like I, I think at this point, Brian, the seeds are. They're starting to be planted to where oh yeah this is said and done. Even I think the Usos are going to draw the line in the sand, and they're and this is when the bloodline completely comes to its end. And I have some also some ways that WWE could go about things if that is the case. But I'll get to that mm-hmm. once we get to the end of this show. Um. So yes, like everybody here knows that your biggest dream is to backstab Roman Reigns. So don't talk to us about you know cutting at each other's throats, dude. Like stop. You know. And KO says, listen, there's one place. And one way to settle this, and that's when Kevin Owens lays the challenge for himself and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania. So there it is, guys. Mm-hmm. The, the the big tag match, the the real main event of night one. Let's just be fucking real here. The true yeah. night one main yeah. event. We've said this for weeks now. Uh, the challenge has been set. But at first, Jimmy states that they don't deserve a title shot. You know, they don't deserve a shot. You know, we're the best tag team in the world. You guys are like, Oh, you guys have been joint at the hip for what? For three days and three minutes. No, it's like three minutes. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, well, we've been, we've been the best tag team in the world for years now. Like, and, but then, right. Uso then cuts them off. She says, listen, you know, this might be a great opportunity to put the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn problem in the dirt. It's like, so brother versus brother at mania, we accept, and then the crowd erupts because, you know, obviously, you know, 
this has been even outside of Roman and and Cody Rhodes. This has been the story and and the match that I'm sure a lot of For people sure. want to see. And again, the true main event of night one because of the build and because of the intrigue. Again, no, that's no shade to Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley, but you know it doesn't no, take no. a rocket scientist to figure that out. That this this match should be the main event because of the build and the intrigue uh, that that it's gotten to this point. But yeah, so they lay the challenge, the uh, you know brother versus brother at Mania. So it's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the Usos. That's it's official. It's been accepted. However, Jay says we ain't got to wait till Mania, and that's when the Usos just storm the ring. The all four men just come to blows. Owens and Zayn, they get they gain the upper hand and the Usos start to retreat to the back. So now here's the thing, too, Brian, right? So already this segment has just been freaking solid. I, I love the segment. I mm-hmm. no, sure. Finally, you get the match official, of course, with 11 days away. I mean, obviously, at this point, the you know, the match has to start to come into fruition now. Right. Um, you have the brawl, you had, you know, pretty solid brawl, the security and officials coming out. So pretty solid start to the show. And you would think that WWE knowing WWE over the last few years that they would just settle on that. Right. So just go to commercial, come back and maybe just start with some freaking weird match. Right. But no, they have Roman. So there was the Titan Tron comes onto the screen and it's Roman Reigns arriving to the arena. And as if Jim Ross would say, business just picked up. Because you they look <laughs> yeah. on the face of the Usos, they're like, oh, okay, shoot, now this is time for us to to walk to the back because uh, I'm sure Roman just saw everything that he needed to see, and he's he's probably not happy of what of what just went down between them mm-hmm. and, the, and and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So yeah, Roman Reigns, he's arriving to the arena um, with alongside Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. Usos walk back up the rampway to end the segment. So yeah, so I'll start with this and then Brian, I'll send this off to you. Um again, I like I like the fact that I mean, how again, how many times have we always seen a, a segment, right, in a WWE show and then immediately we just cut to a match or just cuts a commercial and then the match, right, into a completely sure. different segment. But no, there was another layer that was added into this segment and that was Roman Reigns. Absolutely. Like, guys, Roman yep. Reigns when he enters a freaking building now is just completely it changes the entire it changes the game like you right. feel you feel the atmosphere change now because of how well roman how, just how roman reigns has just been turned into a complete star and, and and you know for a fact that roman reigns he's 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 there because of a sole purpose you know he, he comes out of that uh that black, uh, I believe, what was it like a limousine or like a SUV or something or something? Uh, like SUV, like you know, but you yeah, know, like a, like a simple escalators SUV. or yeah, something, exactly. or, like some or, like rental you know. car probably or something like yeah. that. But still, like, and it kind of reminds me, Brian, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like a lot of that is similar to a lot what you see even in the Attitude Era and even in in the early 2000s, where yes, a lot is happening at the same time. You know, you got you got yeah, you mm-hmm. got people at the rampway, you got people in the ring, you got somebody arriving to the arena on the Titantron, and and, and everybody's eyeballs are just everywhere, bro. That is freaking, that's freaking awesome, man. That's yeah. what we freaking want. Intrigue, get us invested. Have us put this. Fo- See this phone? That like I want to put this phone down now 
And now I'm invested because there's so much shit going on. And, and I'm not <clears> talking <throat> about freaking gymnastics flying all over the place in a match, but no, in a segment where everything is laid out so perfectly. And I love that added layer of Roman Reigns at, uh, coming into the arena. And it's like, okay, business has just picked up. Mm -hmm. Now shit is about to get fucking real here. So tremendous start to, yeah, of course, tremendous start to the show. Um, I love the fact that now the match has been made official. You know, it's stamped into the, into the Mania card. And then, of course, this added layer. Again, it's just a minor detail, Brian, that's just not so minor, at least to me. And I'm sure it's a it's not so minor to you as well. Uh, before we get to our first match, Brian, your thoughts of this opening segment? Man, yeah, it was fantastic. It really, really was a great opening segment. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, I love the fact that, uh, you know, KO alluded, or no, was it Sammy? I, I can't remember who said it now, but um alluded to the fact of jay wanting to you know to stab roman in the back and yeah i mean we've all kind of seen the seeds of that been planted over the over the years actually you know um so yeah you know that was great and then i also love the fact that you know so ko you know throws down this challenge right and jimmy right off the bat's like no nah, you know you haven't earned that you know we're not doing it but jay overrides them and just kind of use you know just accepts it right and and we'll see again I, I love the the fact that you know then you know we kind of think it's over but then roman's pulling up um yeah again just adding the layers to that story because now you'll see as we go through the show it sets up the stories being told between roman and solo and the usos right throughout the night and yeah it was really great man so so yeah, we we got the match that that we all knew was coming and and shit that we all wanted, man. I mean, yeah, I definitely want to see this match. Um and and I agree with you. This this is the main event of of night 1 should be. Um and not only just just for the match itself, but also how it builds into the overall story of, you know, you have this main event with the tag teams and the Usos on night 1. You know, something's going to happen there leading into night two with Roman. You know, it just, you're telling two separate stories at once and they, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, but I guess it won't be, but it's definitely main event worthy. So, uh, yeah, I love the opening segment, man. It's, they, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and I couldn't help but notice, and maybe I'm kind of just overthinking the situation just a little bit. And again, that's just how intrigued I am to to this situation and to this storyline. It's funny how that Jay Uso is the one that accepted this challenge. Yeah, Jay's right. Jay's the right. one that first declined the challenge, but yep. yet it's Jay Uso, guys. It's Jay Uso that accepts the challenge. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or maybe that's done for an exact nope. reason. But yeah, like that, that was also the most intriguing thing. Again, it's minor details, guys like that. Yeah. That's not so minor of who is saying it and when they're saying it and also how they are saying it. Um, so yeah, definitely a nice little minor detail of, of not Jimmy accepting the challenge, but it's Jay Uso uh, that mm -hmm. accepts, accepts the challenge. But yeah, Brian, everything you said, I absolutely agree with you. There's no doubt. Nice, solid start to the show and a nice added layer with Roman Reigns arriving to the show. Um, just uh, with this opening segment. And with that, we move on to our first match of the night. This was your United States champion, Austin Theory versus Montez Ford. 
Overall, uh, of course, added on to the commercial break, they, this these guys were given 14 total minutes in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ford tosses Theory into the crowd before commercial break. Ford's like, I mean, you, you can tell with Montez Ford, Brian, and we've said this for weeks now on this podcast, the charisma and you can tell is just oozing out of this dude. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a leash that just needs to be needs to be taken off at this point for Mont for Montez Ford. You can tell this dude is ready. He's oozing with charisma. You can tell he, he, he the the interaction with the crowd after he throws Mont or Montez or excuse me, he throws uh, Austin Theory uh, into the crowd. Again, this Ford Montez Ford has it, man. I don't know what he has, but he freaking mm-hmm. has it. Absolutely. Um, and again, it's just a shame because though, because we kind of knew what this match was leading to. But again, I'll get to that once we get through mm-hmm. this match. But um, Ford does his best John Cena impression. He does the freaking uh, <laughs> he does like the power slam or the suplex and does the you can't see me impression in this match. Um, again, solid match for what it was. I mean, it's Austin Theory and Montez Ford. We, I mean, we couldn't expect nothing less. But of course, Theory as the United States champion had to win this match. I know people just don't like Theory, right, but you right. guys, it doesn't matter what I like. You know, this is how it should have went down. He has this big match with Cena. The dude can't freaking lose. As as that no. that's that's what happens as Austin Theory wins this match via the A Town Down and wins over Montez Ford. And then he gets on the microphone and he sends a message to John Cena. Pretty simple and pretty straight to the point. Um he says, John, you don't believe in me, but at WrestleMania, you will. And then just big mic drop. And that's pretty much it. So, um, Brian, I'll have you start this off. You, your, your thoughts on this match and uh, and uh, this post-match uh, promo uh, from Austin Theory. Uh, man, I, I, I once I saw the match, you know, I just started thinking it's, it's a missed opportunity, I think. Um, the match itself, I mean, it was it was a good match, man. I mean, you know, both performers. I mean, shit, you see the the crossbody off the top by Montez Ford, just the the height and the beauty of it, man. I mean, just oh god, it's it, awesome. Man. He's got it. Yeah. I don't know what he has, but he's got it. Um, I, you know, I thought the I thought the ending was kind of lame, where it just you know he he kind of theory drop kicks him and then just goes to the A town down and boom, match over. Um, so, you know, I wasn't a fan of the ending. Um, so let me talk about the match first then. Could you, you know, I, I see the missed opportunity. Um, you know, again, I get the, I get why John Cena is coming back to WrestleMania, right? It's, it's just Hollywood, the views, the, the popularity. I totally get it. But man, I just started thinking, right? So you, you got the, the world titles, you got the IC title and the United States title, right? Those are your three main, you know, singles, singles titles, right? Mm-hmm. Theory's got the US title. Coming off of, you know, the Rumble and Elimination Chamber, right? Where, where um, Montez Ford, I think, really, you know, kind of stepped up his game there. I, you know, I, I saw these two guys in the ring, man, like, Man, I, I wouldn't mind a feud between these two guys, you know. Uh, again, you know, to to make the you know, try to make that U.S. title relevant, relevant, you know. Um, you know, you, I just think of the feud that could have built between these two guys because it's obvious Montez has got to got to go as a singles wrestler. Man, he he just he does. It's time. Um, and I just I think like what a par- perfect opportunity to start building that. Then after you know Montez Ford after elimination chamber, 
you know, you could have had a, a feud here, but again, I understand the Cena thing. Um, but now, what does that do to Montez Ford, right? Because, you know, he, he just, just lost the theory. So now you can't really, you know, he, he lost to, to, to Theory, in which then Theory cut a promo, which, so at first he said, you know, he, referring to Montez Ford, didn't believe in me. Now he does. And then, you know, John Cena, you don't believe in me, but you will. Um, so we kind of, you know, it's obvious that he just made, you know, fairly quick work of Montez Ford and then cut a, you know, right. It was clean. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I, I mean, how are you going to start a, a feud after that? But uh, yeah, I just think that's the, that could have been a missed opportunity there, man. Um, you know, just seeing those two guys, uh, you know, I, I think, I think both of them are stars, you know, I'm not a huge fan of theory, but, um definitely he's you know he's going to be in this business for a long long time and you know he's going to be at or near the top most of that time because he he does have that talent you know and you know he'll go up and down i guess for a little bit till he really finds his footing but again for both of these guys i think if if you had started a feud i think it could have built both of them you know as a singles competitor so um all in all, man, I, you know, I think it was a good match. Uh, you know, the promo afterwards, um, uh, you know, just, yeah, it was short to the point. I don't have much, you know, many, many thoughts about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Montez Ford and Theory, man, they, um, you know, there's something there with both of them. And, yeah, so I, I would have loved to see a, a feud between those guys. And, and that, be, I think that's a, that could have been a WrestleMania match but we got cena so <laughs> hustle loyalty respect that's right that's right and yeah and there's, <laughs> there's no doubt too like I, I absolutely agree with you too brian like this could have been a match that you could have built with my yeah. board especially if you're making them go the singles route but i think i think the reason why they don't want to do it now is because at the end of the day he's still in the street profits tag team at least as Which, a yeah, now. he's gonna right, yeah, and we'll get into it want, later. I yeah, they want to start the split first before they have Montez go after a a title because again, and that's the thing with Montez. That's right? fair. Yeah, and, that's and, fair. And, and, with, and with anybody, it's just like I don't want them to to rush anybody into a title. You know, it's like Montez is still pretty much a tag team guy, at least as of right now. You know, mm -hmm. so I don't want to completely rush this dude into a big singles title push at least not just yet uh, definitely in the future for sure but at least not just yet and and you're definitely right in regards to this match i would have had austin theory do some type of heel chicken shit type of stuff to to win this match um instead of losing clean i do i do think that that was odd but again i mean they mm -hmm. gave him 14 minutes in this match so i mean you yeah know, beggars, beggars really can't be choosers but uh but definitely having him lose it was clean, a good match yeah. yeah, a very good match. It didn't yeah. diminish Montez that much, but again, losing clean that that's definitely a different story. And I definitely hear where you're coming there. Uh, but yeah, but uh, to close it out with Montez, um, I, I definitely there's definitely something there. We know that we've said this for mm -hmm. weeks on this podcast. That, but here's the when it, but when it comes to titles, I, I wouldn't have him chase anything right now. Get him something involved into a singles. Just a regular non-title singles feud, whether that's with maybe with sure. Hawkins or whoever it might be. And then once this dude really starts to get some buzz, 
And LA night starts to, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, just it, it, I, again, I just don't want to rush into because I want the moment for Montez when he does win a title to feel special. You know, I don't want to just sure, throw a title sure. on him just to throw a title on him. But no doubt, his he's on his way. And yeah, it is a shame that he just lost this match clean. I didn't would not had done in that situation. In regards to Austin Theory, um, I do even even though this promo was like only three lines, I honestly thought this was the best I've ever heard Austin Theory cut a promo because it was <laughs> simple, it was straight to the point, and you heard the amplification in his voice. You know, we always talked about yeah, you Austin did. Yep. Theory in this 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 character change or this reboot but yet it's been the same fucking character for the last few months and it's just like what's the change here but now if you give me that austin theory with that type of promos that's just simple straight to the point very amplified not always that like egotistical like mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying don't always you know don't be egotistical but change it up like get amplified like change the tone of your of your pitch and and in your voice like and and really get, you know, add that extra layer into your into your uh, performance as a as a wrestler, you know. Um, so I thought that that was tremendously done by Theory. Again, very short, simple, straight to the point. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, having him win this match, of course, is the right call. Um, and, and in regards to this match to Cena, before I get into this next segment, <laughs> I I know that fans and i know brian i I know you're not the biggest fan of this situation but you know but i get it i get it as far as as you know again eyeballs and entertainment yeah i totally get it yeah for sure you know no doubt yeah yeah, absolutely it's just that you know and the thing is too right because wwe has put themselves in a really tough situation as well because you also have someone in cena that yes, he's a part timer, or he's hardly even a part timer, but at yeah. the same time, he has taken a lot of L's recently. So even as a part timer, so it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, Austin Theory has to win this match regardless anyway. Um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, sure, I'm guessing you're yep. going to see Cena again probably next week because we only got one more Monday Night Raw left until Mania anyway. So. Mm-hmm. All in all, I mean, this the match was good. The ending, like you said, was very weird of having Theory go over clean. But yeah, I thought the the post the post match promo was fine. I liked the amplification in Theory's voice, simple, straight, and to the point, and it was very effective. So we go backstage for some more Bloodline action. This was uh, Roman Reigns and everyone in the Bloodline uh, in their locker room. Roman asks everyone to leave the room or he asks wise man. He says, wise man. He's like, everyone leave us. <laughs> and like, yes, my tribal chief. <laughs> I love when it's like, I love Paul Heyman. Brian Heyman like, is leaning he, so far into legit, that right now. Oh my God. He legit looks, looks to Roman Reigns. Like he's an actual God. Like it's the uh, yeah. shit uh. I've ever seen in my life. It's just freaking <laughs> awesome. But anyway, yeah, Roman, you know, everyone is in the locker room. You can tell Roman is not, happy he's like yeah he's like you know things did not go well for you guys tonight did they he's like nah he's like and jimmy was like nah man he's just straight to the point he's just like straight up like nah it didn't work he's like and then he's you know and then roman asked everyone to leave the room except for jay uso he's like jay you stay right here everyone else get out um and and i love this too brian we sat on that to commercial break 
And then after commercial break, yeah. instead of jumping to another segment, we go straight into this motherfucker. I'm like, thank you. There was no reason. I mean, I because we see it all the time, how form, formulaic everything is. Go mm -hmm. straight into this. I would rather see this. This, guys, is good television. This, guys, is professional yep. wrestling. And this is good shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't like, it, not, it like get away from the ring, man. You know, we see enough of that shit on Wednesday nights and freaking freaking and freaking uh, Friday nights, like on 10 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. enough, man, like get away from the ring, develop some storylines, develop some characters. Like, let's have some freaking fun up in here, man. It's WrestleMania season. Come on, man. Right. I freaking love it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, tremendous. I love again. And again, Brian, we talked about layers and. How things that are very minor are not so minor um, in, mm -hmm. in, in some details in telling a story. So again, man, like if for the for a full hour, like bro, give me forty five minutes of this fucking shit. I'll take any <laughs> of this over a ridiculous nonsensical match that doesn't mean a damn thing any day of the week. So again, I just got I just had to throw that out there. But anyway, we come back from commercial break. They're just pretty much sitting there because you can also feel the hostility because I'm sure they would say yeah. What feels like for freaking hours and minutes, and you could just the awkward silence, and then just sitting in there again. I just thought this the setting was just tremendously done. Um, he's like, listen, you know, he's like, he wants to know from Jay, like, what's going on, man? He's like, I haven't seen seen you, I haven't heard from you. He's like, I've had to beg your brother for answers to know where you're where where you're at, and now you're back and you're making decisions. Yep, <laughs> you're out here yep. making matches. You know, and then he finally asked Jay, he's like, are, he's like, are you still with the, he's like, are you with us? Like, are you with the bloodline? He's like, are you with, are you with my family? Like, I need to know, like, what's going on? And then Jay Uso, like, and you can tell the look on Jay Uso's face. And again, and I'm going to get to Jay Uso in a second, because he's been doing such a tremendous freaking job as well. Yeah. Um. He's like, you know, listen, and he says straight up, he's like, I'm with you. He's like, I'm bloodline, Uso. I'm with you. And then, you know, Roman's like, I, I hope so. He's like, that's everything I needed to hear. And then like Jay Uso's about to about to walk away. And I think you can hear somebody in the background, don't get me wrong, enter the room. Obviously, we kind of knew who that was at the end of this segment, but you mm -hmm. can see like his uh Jay Uso's like attention turns. Like Roman Reigns is not even looking at at, at Jay Uso. Like Jay Uso's staring into Roman. Roman's just staring at the crowd again, like he's the tribal chief. Like he pretty much just looks down upon everybody, even though right. he mentions to Jay Uso before he leaves. He's like, listen, like I love you. He's like, but Jay Uso doesn't say a word. He kind of just yeah. kind of I think he kind of nods his head a little bit. And then that's when Jay Uso finally walks off and leaves the freaking room. And that's when Paul Heyman enters the fray. Again, guys, there's this slow freaking burn. We're soaking all of this in, and it feels so freaking good, man. Everything <laughs> is just being just is being just slowed down. Everything you're soaking all of this in. I love just how this this entire segment was played out. And again, this was only for like what, like maybe ninety seconds, yeah, um, or maybe yep. a little bit more than that. I'm not sure, but still, tremendously well done. Paul Heyman then enters the scene and he says, "My tribal chief, did you find the answers you were looking for?" And again, again, Roman, again, Paul Heyman's just staring, just right into Roman. Roman's not even looking at him. Like Roman Reigns is just staring into the ground and he shakes his head. He's like, yes, wise man. And guys, for five seconds, we just sit on that. He says, yes, wise man. I got my answers. 
and we just sit on that for five to six seconds. And then finally we go into the next segment. I think we go into commentary or into the next match or whatever. Guys, that, that, that was great, man. Pro wrestling. <laughs> like enough. You guys, guys, here's the thing. And, and Brian, I'm going to send this off to you. You can have all of the greatest matches you want. You can do all the flips. You can do all the dives. Hell, you can have some nerd on social media. Give it five fucking stars. I don't give a shit, right? It, but it's it's this. It's it's this type of stuff that is needed. How many times, guys, Brian, have we said this on this podcast? Is that this is all we just ask? Yeah, for, for sure. This is all we ask for. And it's and it you know you develop a story, you tell it throughout the night, and you end it with the cliffhanger. It's everything we ask for. It's just it, you keep that formula. And again, mm-hmm. you know, Brian, I'm sure you're the same way as I am. It doesn't take it doesn't take for me like to move mountains to to get me invested or to get me entertained. It doesn't. Just have something that makes sense, something that's intriguing, and I'm on board. And this does that times ten. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So again, the I mean, and of course, it it involves Roman Reigns and the bloodline. It's like you know, it's like people want to complain about Roman being away from television. Oh, Roman Reigns. Oh, he's off television again. Oh, it's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's not doing his job. He's, 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 he's taking Mondays off. He's taking Fridays. And then he comes back and you realize how good this fucking guy is. And again, and Jey Uso as well. I forgot to mention Jey Uso. We talk about Jey Uso being main event Jey Uso. Well, for the past two years, it's not just been the storyline, Brian, but for the past two fucking years, this guy has lived up yep. to that name, J- main event Jay Uso, because J- Jay Uso has just been doing a tremendous job, and he has been doing his part. and And I can't say enough praise about the dude. He is legit main event Jay Uso, and yeah, just a tremendous freaking segment. And of course, Paul Heyman, of course, does a tremendous job as well as as always. But Brian, before we get into this next segment, your thoughts on this entire backstage uh, segment with the Bloodline? It was fantastic, man, really, from from start to finish. Um, uh, The one thing, you know, really struck me uh, right away was, you know, so Roman's kind of, you know, questioning, questioning the Usos in general, I guess, or more more so Jimmy. But, uh, you know, Jimmy, you know, gets gets amplified and and gets gets serious for me. He's like, you know, look, nothing could hurt me more than being, you know, torn away from my brother. And you're sitting here, you know telling me to answer for this like it's my fault you know yeah um so again yeah so i i love that again you 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 see it coming you see the cracks in the bloodline and and it's you know the the splinters but you don't know exactly how it's going or you know how it's going to end up um but man yeah they're they're doing a great job of, of uh telling that story and then yeah like you said when they came back from break right uh and it's just jay in there now um you know, I, I tell you, as much as the words, again, you, you said this, you know, so it was maybe between the two segments, it was like, you know, maybe th- three minutes top, something like that. So just in that little three minutes, you know, just as much as the words, especially with Roman and Jay here, it was the facial expressions, man. Like the, the facial expressions told the story mm-hmm. just as much as the words did. And Man, it's again. I mean, it just you know, it, it gets. I'm, I'm sure it sounds redundant, but I mean, really, it, it's the best story in all of wrestling, and it has been for for such a long time. And um, like, really, nothing has come close 
to this for this long term, you know. So it, it, it's just awesome. They're all knocking it out of the park, man. It, every every little the major story, the overarching story, and every little you know side story going down there, man. They're they're just killing it all the way around. You know, you know, you know. And yeah, thing. and the wise man, and like you said, the wise man. That's just. Man, he is leaning so hard into that, like, you know, just, oh, like his facial expressions as he's talking to Roman. It's just like, oh my God, man. It's, <laughs> it's wow. funny. You know, you know, you guys, you know that pleasure you get when you open up a brand new box of shoes, right? Like a brand new box <laughs> of shoes, you're in a shoe box, you get that new shoe smell and you're like, oh, that's, that smells so fucking good. That is me indulging into this, into this storyline. Every time I come across it, it's like opening up a brand new box of a new pair of shoes, that new shoe smell. That's what this freaking storyline <laughs> has freaking become. But yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, Brian, of course. Yeah, it's uh, great. Brian, I appreciate Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned also the J the Jimmy Uso part uh, before yeah. commercial break as well. I mean, again, you know, Jimmy kind of getting very like upset and very emotional. And then he kind of like, mm -hmm. and then he refers to, and then he quickly goes to Sami Zayn. He's like, I will never right, forget right. that Sami Zayn did, did this. You know, because right. obviously I'm sure his anger was kind of was going towards in a different direction, at least for for the split second. But yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, tremendous all the way around. And we can't say enough praise about it. Adam Pierce is backstage as he's talking about this multi fatal four way tag match when Chelsea Green interrupts and says, can I speak to the manager <laughs> Again, God. <laughs> again, this this girl is once again looking for the manager. And Adam Pierce, it's like again, again, Chelsea for the ten thousand time, it's me. I'm the manager here. I am the official. I make the matches. I control oh what's God. going around the show. Again, I, it just it never gets old, Brian. I know, like, there's I'm sure there's not a lot of people that don't really dig Chelsea Green, and I hear where they're coming from. That's just the eye of the beholder. But gosh, right. this shit is so funny, and it never gets old. That Chelsea Green. Everything revolves around her. She doesn't care like how many times she's asked Adam Pierce if he's the manager. It's just it's it's a funny shtick that never gets old, and you can tell the chemistry and how annoyed Adam Pierce gets. I'm sorry, guys. Right, it's right. Fun. It's funny shit, man. What do you want me to say? But anyway, uh, Chelsea Green says that Carmella is unavailable for their tag match later in the night against Bel Air and Asuka, and we're gonna get into into that tag match later on in the third hour. But Piper Niven walks in as Piper Piper Niven, I guess, is the now the her new replacement for this tag match. And she also demands to be added into the women's showcase. I guess that's what they're calling it now. The women's <sighs> showcase tag match or whatever the fuck that means. Nothing's on the line, but it's a showcase. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Whatever. The, again, whatever the hell that means. Um, <laughs> Chelsea Green is just like, you know, listen, yeah, I think Adam Pierce said something along the lines of, listen, I'm already finalizing the the participants and Chelsea Green's like finalizing. Like, do you know who I am? I am Chelsea Green. I am a star. Don't make me go on social media at WWE. She specifically <laughs> emphasizes at WWE and put you on blast. <laughs> they walk away. Chelsea Green, just like in her element, just freaking doing. Yeah. Again, guys, I just think it's freaking hilarious and the chemistry with uh and again there's gonna be people shitting on it like oh this was so stupid guys it's a 60 second freaking segment in a three-hour show like relax 
Like, what, you know what I'm saying? Because again, Brian, I know I haven't come across those people, but I know that there's these that there are fans out there because I can because it wouldn't shock me if they are that they would just shit on this type of segment about Chelsea Green. Like, what are we doing with Chelsea Green? What the hell is this, guys? It's a 60 second, hardly even a 60 second segment. Like, let's chill out. There's a lot of other things in this company to be upset about. And you would be upset about over a 60 second Chelsea Green Adam Pierce backstage segment? Like, really? <laughs> really? I'm going to say that again. Really? You know, but Brian, your thoughts about this backstage segment before we get into our next match? Uh, so I might have a little bit of different take. Like, I'm, I'm not upset about it by any means. I just don't understand why. I mean, so yeah, the interaction between uh, Chelsea Green and Pierce, yeah, that's still. You know that's still funny. I you know I'm still liking that, but it's the match. So I guess it's, it's yeah, it's the match, and then the, yeah, and then the pairing. Fair. It's that's like yeah. you know the the again the the showcase four way tag match yeah. now at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like that that whole stuff doesn't make it. That 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 whole is a circus and a bunch of <laughs> yeah. as, as it is. I'm just I'm just speaking more about Chelsea Green and the development of her character and her interaction with Pierce and the segment itself. But yeah, this whole fatal four-way showcase, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. That's just another mess <laughs> as it, in of itself. So yeah, Brian, I definitely hear where you're coming from, from that standpoint, for sure. Yeah. So it just, it makes me, it, you know, I feel like, so there's a, you know, fatal four-way. So obviously there's eight women and in, in going to be involved in this match where it just, it just seems like obviously they have nothing to do and no, no real intentions of doing anything big with any of these women who, again, we don't know who the eight will be, but all with different degrees of talent that, you know, could, could have a, a storyline or something going, but, um, and, and then just, yeah. So entering, entering in the tag match. So, so now, you know, if now you're, now you're teaming with Piper Niven out of, out of nowhere. So you guys win this tag match. Are you and Piper Niven now a tag? And, and and you know and uh you and carmella are now done which i think those two together were you know I, i'd like that pairing together and so yeah the whole thing again it, it just it was just kind of kind of weird but again I, I do like the you know the interaction between chelsea green and, and adam pierce yeah it's a you know it, it's still funny um you know a little bit entertaining it just again it, where all this stuff is going with with a lot of different people, I guess that remains to be seen. But you know, yeah, I, I just I, and again, and they'll have a men's four way too, if I'm if I'm correct, right? Yeah, a men's four way tag women, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's 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 pretty much a replacement of what the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is. Oh, yeah, it's, but it's still yeah. a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of circus sideshow mess. So yeah, right, right. So yeah, that, I mean, it was it was an okay segment for what it was, but. Again, that's this. There's really nothing else that needs to be said. Just like yeah, yeah. like I like I mentioned, it, it was uh, again, like I like I mentioned, Chelsea Green and her in her interaction was just tremendously well done. Uh, but yeah, the fatal four way multi tag stuff that's another <laughs> mess in in of itself. So, up next we have Omas versus Mustafa Ali. This was a straight up jobber match as this match ended in legit forty <laughs> yeah. seconds. Um, again, Mustafa, he gets a jobber <laughs> entrance. I, I legit just at this point, Brian, I feel bad for this dude 
I, I think he's just <laughs> at this point, I think he's just taking his paycheck and he's just running as Cameron Grimes would say to the moon, you know, um, because at, at this point, like I, I think LA Ali is just kind of just packed it in because there is no way in hell as an independent contractor, I would accept to do this because this it's, 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 it's unbelievable guys in 40 seconds. Omos wins this match via a double choke slam. MVP says some words that this entire segment was so irrelevant. I, I didn't even write down what he said. Cause it was hard. I think it lasted like maybe 30 seconds and the segment right. ends Gu- guys. What the fuck was this? And <laughs> what the fuck are we doing with this Omos and Brock match? Because uh, man, you know, yeah. I'm glad Brock Lesnar is sold Brian, because we still are not, <laughs> nor did we even ask for the match, but here we are. Um, mm. I, there's really nothing that needs to be said again with Mustafa Ali at this point. It's just like, it's beating a dead horse about how this dude is just being pretty much ruined. He's pretty much going through. I don't know if he's going through his, his character is like going through a midlife crisis. Like he's a Walmart <laughs> version of Seth Rollins or something. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, yeah. It's just odd. It's odd through every, it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, just, and again, just to build Omos up for, to build this matchup between Brock and Omos. And by the way, guys, now we're going to get a weigh in next week. Oh, oh so yeah. Sold, oh man. If you're not sold on this match. Then just, just wait guys. You're going to get to see how much oh, they actually weigh, weigh in. in pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like how, <laughs> how, like there ain't no way that scale ain't going to be rigged for Omos. It, 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 this right, is WWE like, and entertainment. Five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way it's going to be his real weight. No, nope. no, it never is for anybody. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But yeah, right, it, it, like right. guys, if they're trying to legit sell me on this match, then they are doing. Like, then they are doing the worst job imaginable because this is. It, this is not even worth, honestly, Brian, our time. It really isn't. Um, but yeah, it's just really weird. Okay, Omos wins this match. Okay, great. Mustafa Ali just goes back to catering and just eats triple layered moose cake in the back. But I don't fucking know. Brian, your thoughts if you have any of this of this match? Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna take my time to shit on this man because, bro, what the? Let's hear the it. Fuck? Let's fucking hear it. Here we go. Like, all right, so. So, all right, I get the idea. You're trying to build Omos now, right? For this, for this match against Brock. Tell me how the fuck it. Like, are you impressed that Omos beat Mustafa Ali in 40 seconds, or beat Dolph like last week in a minute, or any other? Like, and no shade to these wrestlers, but again, it's and next week he'll do he'll do it at least one more time, where it'll be like some like a like a mid level talent whatever that he'll just squash but does any of that impress you if you're going against uh you know brock lesnar to me you're not building omos at all like yeah he better fucking beat mustafa ali in 40 seconds but you're you're going to be fighting a guy like brock like if if you would try if you were going to build him up then like you know i mean even if it was somebody like um uh otis right at least somebody somebody bigger you know of a bigger stature you know like yeah this does nothing to build omas to me uh or the match and 
the fucking way in. Give me a break. Just ha- just get a jobber from freaking the city of St. Louis. Like, why yeah. does Mustafa Ali need to get embarrassed? <laughs> I, I don't. And same with Dolph weeks ago. Why did these dudes have to look like chumps and lose in again, 40 it, fucking seconds? Again, in, in an attempt to, to build Omos as a monster, like this to me doesn't make him look like a monster to, I, I, I mean, I get the angle they're trying to do, which is not working for me. I, mean, I don't mind if you want to make them look like, a, if you listen, if you want to build Omos, then listen, fine. That's, that, that's totally fine. Regardless of how, how we all feel about Omos, Brian, if they want to build Omos, fine. Just have them go out there instead of grabbing actual talent from your active roster. I say this all the time, guys, it's called jobber matches. <laughs> Grab a fucking jobber for whatever city you're in, the city of St. Louis that they were in last night, and shit, shit, Brian. Grab five of those motherfuckers, those scrawny like you know people that are. No, you don't even have to do so that. Hard. I mean, you don't think that. I mean, there's there's out there, you know, at any wrestling event. I mean, you could. I'm sure there's a guy or two that is you know two two fifty you know jacked you know that at least could is comparable in size or something. Yeah, you know some what I'm dude saying? On the independent scene. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Try to get him a quick buck. You know, he, you know, gets a good, right. it's a good payday and he does the job. And again, it's no harm, no foul because no active roster guys is taking a complete shit of a loss. That's the <laughs> issue that I have. It's not just with Omos, Brian. It's just with these, it's, it's people like Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler and everyone else that's taking losses to Omos on your active roster for no fucking reason because <laughs> nothing, there's nothing going on with them right now. So what's the point? You're better off of them leaving them in the back and catering than going out there and getting embarrassed in 40 seconds. What is the point? <laughs> it, it's and I'll just- even say this, man. Like even even with MVP, you know, at his side. Like I mean, I think MVP's you know pretty decent on the mic, but. Unless this is heading into another, you know, formation of the Hurt Business, which it could be, like this, if if it's just Omos and MVP, like this has got to end too. Because I mean, MVP is just out there like week after week, like all he, I mean, uh, <laughs> literally or not literally, but basically all he says is like, "Look at this guy, you know, he's a giant, he's a Nigerian giant," and then Omos is just like, ah. And like that's it. That's the that's a whole fucking promo. Like so, unless you're gonna get you know a group back together where there could be more like interaction between people, like this this has gotta end as well. Like there there's just nowhere else you could go with it. Like because he's just yeah, MVP saying the same exact thing every week. You know, just pointing out the fact that he's a giant, <laughs> and that's it. Um, so yeah, the match, the way in, oh, just God, this it it just sucks. It's a suck burger, man, all the way around. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God, it's 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 a suck it's, burger. It's 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 a every everything that that's just garbage at this point. But yeah, yeah the show continues a little bit more of momentum. Well, let's find out. As we go into our number two, this was Impulsive TV with Logan Paul. 
So he's in the ring. It's like pretty much his podcast, but it's like uh, he's in it. Like, by the way, guys, that is actually it, an actual podcast that he does. It, right. It's called Impulse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, but it's pretty much now just his own like little TV show in the middle of the ring. So and guys, I have a lot to say about this, this segment. Um, but I'm going to save it uh, when, when I'm done with this, but because I have a lot of quotes here and that is from Logan Paul. So he's like, listen, he's like, here's the reality, y'all. This is and I quote from Logan Paul. Here's the reality, y'all. I ain't got to be here. I've made millions off of my name and my brands. There's probably two people in this arena who love me. That's my dad who's sitting right there in the front row. And that kid with the drink prime shirt. I love you, dude. <laughs> Just pointing out those two. I think it was funny. He's like, I love you, kid. He's like, no matter how many times I get on this mic, no matter how many of your superstars <laughs> that I beat up, you guys are not going to respect me. Like, no matter what I do, you're not going to respect me. You guys have no respect for because I'm a YouTuber, because I'm a, mm-hmm. a mega star, social media star. You guys aren't going to respect me. Like, I don't care because it's not my fault that all of you dorks don't see the talent that is standing right in front of you. He's like, do you think any of my, and then he mentions, of course, like why there's no guest of, uh, of impulsive. It's just him. He's like, do you think I'd have any of my celebrity friends come to a place to place like St. Louis? (laughs) (laughs) Just again, like dude, freaking Logan Paul is lighting it up. I I know not a lot of people are fans of this dude. They think like, why is this dude here? But I got to give credit where credit is due, Brian. This dude is lighting it up. And this dude is freaking, he's in his element right now, but I'm not done because he's got more to say here. Um, He's like, listen, you know, they, he's like, they would be out here, out of here quicker than the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. The Angeles. LA Rams. The LA <laughs> yeah. Rams. Right. I thought that was, again, getting some good heel heat from the crowd. I, I freaking like that shit, man. Freaking again. I, I have a lot to say about Logan Paul at the end of this segment, but um. And yeah, and then he starts, of course, talking about Seth Rollins. And he's like, listen, it's kind of hard to be afraid of a guy named Seth. <laughs> and he just goes on to make fun of Seth. And then, like, uh, and then, of course, guys, uh, the famous what chance just start freaking going. <laughs> I, I, I got, I, I've already expressed my frustrations about that last episode. If you want to hear me rant about that, just go to the SmackDown review, which was this past Sunday. So, I talk all about that, so I'm not going to waste my breath about that stupid fucking chant. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Logan continues, to, and then he like on the Titan Tron. Logan is he continues to replay the knockout uh, from two weeks ago onto set. He's like, oh, he's like, keep playing it, keep playing. I freaking love it. Now like, add some animations to it, and he's just adding like clown emojis and then <laughs> into the production truck. And then Seth Rollins shows up as old Mike. Oh, Logan's mic's uh, his mic cuts off. His mic starts mm-hmm. cutting off. And Seth Rollins is now on the Titan Tron and he's in the production truck. And he was like, and then he, he, uh, he goes on, he says some words. He's like, you know what? He's like, how can I save this, this horrible, pathetic excuse of a show like impulsive um, anyway, or like something along those lines? Like, what can I do to save this horrible show from, from happening? And he's like, I have an idea. He hits like a button and plays his theme music. And he makes his way into the ring. He's like in leopard print, by the way. He's like not just any. <laughs> he makes his way to the ring. He's dancing and all. Shit. I actually like the visual because I do like. Here's the thing, too, Brian. I like the visual. Like we cut from like behind Seth. It's like you're seeing him exit out the production truck. He's in gorilla, 
and he's walking his way into the ring behind. You see Seth Rollins kind of doing his freaking shtick. He's dancing. But from like a different type of camera angle that we're not used to seeing. I like that, mm-hmm. man. Like do it, like do different types of visuals. So the setting itself, I really, really like because it's different. And it, again, it's just like, again, guys, it's little minor details. That's not so minor to me. Like don't do everything, guys. That's so formulaic. Get different. Get creative. I, I like the setting of that. So. Um, again, just minor things. That's not so minor to me. Um, again, so yeah, Seth Rollins plays his music. He makes his way out of the truck and he's walking his way to gorilla. Again, he's wearing some leopard print. You guys know how Seth Rollins rocks with his freaking uh, his freaking attire. <laughs> My uh, wife made the comment. Whatever. It's like, uh, like so grandmother's, you know, granny's pajamas or something. Like <laughs> yes, that's, exactly. That's right. Exactly. What it looked like. Yeah. So. Seth Rollins, he's he's making his way to the ring. Guys, Logan Paul is like talking over his entrance. I thought this was freaking hysterical. He's like, he's like, he keeps telling the crowd to shut up. He's like, you guys are off tune. He's like, your outfit's weird. He's like, you ruined my segment. Like, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, guys, go back and watch. It was the funniest shit. Logan Paul, guys, was in his element, bro. This was in this low key was really, dare I say, very solid. At least from this, from Logan Paul's standpoint, and I do like this as well, Brian. You know, as soon as Seth Rollins gets into the ring, and you know, he doesn't before he says anything, he's just like, you know what? He's about to say something. He says, "Screw it," and he just goes and tackles this motherfucker, and, they, and these two go to blows as they start to brawl. They brawl outside the ring. Officials look to separate the two. They're brawling over the announce table. There was a moment where Seth was about to was about to do a splash. From the outside mm-hmm. onto the announce table, Logan Paul rolls out of the way. Lo- or Seth Rollins ends up diving onto security and officials. And at the right time, at the right time for Logan Paul, once again knocks Seth Rollins' lights clean out. And Seth Rollins is out cold. And Logan Paul um, stands tall as he's kind of gloating in his uh, in his glory for what he did to Seth Rollins yet again um, as he walks off. We're walking back up the ramp, I should say, standing tall as, yeah, like I said, guys, Rollins is completely out cold. I'm going to save my thoughts because, Brian, I'll, I'm going to get to you first. Your thoughts on this impulsive TV segment with uh, both Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Uh, I'll start with his promo, uh, Logan's promo. Um, I think he's absolutely right as far as, you know, the WWE or wrestling audience in general. Um unless he chooses to to really commit himself and do something like the Miz did, or like, you know, he's going to spend the next, you know, 20 years in wrestling. Yeah. The, the, the crowd is, is never really gonna, you know, be behind him all that much or except, you know, he's, he's going to (laughs) be to use a term an outsider, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of right in that aspect. Um, you know the the pro. I mean, every everything was okay. I, it's not like I hated it or whatever. I just again the the build to this match. I like I, I kind of feel like the promo and and everything started to run like a little long, and it just kind of got awkward at you know towards the end. Um, but I do like, like yeah when yeah. when uh when um Seth came out like instead of having some back and forth that he just you know went and you know basically did a double leg takedown on them, you know, and then they started brawling. Like, yeah, that was, I, I like that aspect of it. Um, and again, he gets caught with the KO punch, uh, 
Okay. Um, I don't know. Who, who do you think, uh, how do you feel this match is going to go in Mania? You, do you think is, I don't know, man. Like, I, is I, I truly believe that Seth Rollins is going to win. I, this I match. mean, he's got to, right? As he, he has should. to. Yeah. As he, as he should. So here's the thing. I, I, I thought Logan Paul was tremendous. Like, like guys, like I understand like, Oh, James, you're in a different generation. You watch <laughs> YouTube. You know who Logan Paul is. Yes. I know that dip shit, but here's the thing. When I see good shit, I'm going to call it out and say that it's good shit. Not because I like it, you dumb fuck. It's because it was actual good shit because guys, you know, Logan Paul, everything you can, guys, you can tell that he, you mentioned it, Brian, about playing the heel and everyone hating him. He's like, listen, they're going to hate me. Let me just embrace it. And I really think that that's what Logan Paul is doing. You know, he, people are not going to, he knows that people are going to trash him on social media. They know that fans are not going to get behind it, but yet he mm -hmm. doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to go out there and embrace it. He's soaking it all in, and you can tell that the confidence is oozing out of him. And there was just a different element with Logan Paul in, in this in this segment. And just every all of his bullet points were delivered really well. And yeah, like it, it, this was a tremendous, tremendous, well done promo from I me mean, getting tremendous heel heat from St. Louis. Um, and again, and I don't mind the the knockout to Seth Rollins at all because again, guys. Seth Rollins, I mean, whether, again, I, I have my my takes about, of course, Rollins over the past number of weeks about his character, um, mm -hmm. and I hope that changes moving forward after Mania, but even if, if he's going to play the heel in this, or excuse me, the baby face in this situation, then, and if and he's going to be the ultimate baby face getting the victory at Mania, then have the heel in this situation that is Logan continuing to get the upper hand. So sure. I don't mind that. And I like the fact that Seth Rollins just said, you know what? We've been going at it for weeks. There's enough. There's not, there's, there's no more that needs to be said. I'm just going to just tackle you and I'm just going to be living shit out of you. So I like that realism in that aspect. And again, even in the promo that Logan Paul cut, there's a lot of realism into that promo about, you know, people are not going to respect him. You're not going to respect me no matter what I do. There's a lot mm -hmm. of truth to that. And sure. again, it's the way that he's saying it. And I thought that, and again, Brian, I know, I know a lot of people may not like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. This promo was solid and it was damn good. You know, again, I'm, you, there's I'm a... just being honest. Not, and again, I'm not saying, and, and, and this is the thing too, guys, like I have never, I haven't been sold on this, on this match. I mean, we knew the match itself, Brian, we said this too for, for weeks that it was going to be good. It's probably going to be the best match of the night. But of course we always talked about, well, make us give a shit, right? Like, don't just throw this match just to have this match there. Well, they're at least over the past few weeks, you know, with with the uh, the Miz TV segment and the knockout two weeks ago, and now it's good stuff, man. I mean, I gotta call it like it is. It's good stuff, and I'm more intrigued. And I talked about this two weeks ago as well. I am more intrigued about this match than I was at the Royal Rumble or the or the Raw and the SmackDown after the Royal Rumble. I'm just being honest, man, because they're sure. doing a very good job everyone's doing their part and I have to call it out. So Brian, your final thoughts before we get to this next match. Yeah. So this is uh, kind of a, a, you know, a, a famous line, you know, Howard Stern, right back when, when he was starting mm -hmm. before he ever became Howard Stern, right. They were, you, you know, I guess polled the audience who, who turns in or tunes in. Right. And they were like, well, 50% of the people love you and 50% of the hate people hate you. 
And they were like, okay, well, why, why are you tuning in? So the people that love you, because I want to hear what you say next. And the people that hate me, because I want to hear what he says next. And that's it, right? Just, just be entertaining. It doesn't, it, you know, whether you love it, you hate it, you hate him, you know, that's just the, like, the, you know, it's funny you say that. Cause I think of Bray Wyatt, right? People want to shit on Bray Wyatt about supernatural and this is stupid and he's boring, but guess what? Motherfucker, you're going to tune in anyway, because he's that good at what he does and mm-hmm. he's that captivating. So even though you, you say you hate Bray Wyatt and you don't like what he does, but guess what, Brian, these people still tune in. I, <laughs> I actually have a stat about his merchandise sales. This dude is still in, in the top four in merchandise sales right now. He's with, in, with Roman Reigns. And I believe Seth Rollins is in that mix as well. Like so in WWE, WWE arena? merchandise sales. Like really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't he's even know he had that, merchandise. He's What's still his... in that top four uh, list, if not higher, in 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 that merchandise sales. So again, people gotcha. are still, even though people shit on Bray Wyatt and they say he's boring, <laughs> people still love the freaking dude and they want to see somebody's buying it, right? Continue to trend on Twitter. He's going to continue to have the top rated segments. He's going to keep doing this. So keep shitting on him guys, because you're still going to tune in. So again, so again, I don't have to defend it. I don't have to defend Bray because the numbers speak for themselves, but yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what came to mind. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I'm still not really sold on the match or the storyline in general. Um, yeah, we we can keep repeating it, but yeah, I think it's going to be. It, it probably will be one of the better matches of the night. I, I do have now a different idea who who the match of the night uh, or who's going to steal the show. I, I have an, uh, an idea about that, but um, I think they're they're still going to put on a, a great match. So it is what it is. I, I you know I guess we'll probably see him at least one more time before Mania. Um, so yeah, you know it, it. It'll be an entertaining match, and absolutely. Like I said, I, I'm not totally on board with it, but it is what it is, man. I I don't I don't have to. Not everybody's gonna like all of it, you know. No, absolutely not. And that's it, and that's the thing too. And I also want to uh, before I get into this next match here, you know, of course we all like certain things, and and we dislike yeah, yeah. Certain things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the but at the same time, you know, and Brian and I and I know you you know this of course by now. It's all it's just all about honesty. And, and for me, even oh for though, sure, I'm not, I'm not fully yeah. on. I've never been really that fully on board with this match from the beginning. I just said that just from a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. But just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm not going to call out certain segments and say that you know and just trash everything because I don't like it. You know what I mean? So, oh, sure. so yeah, so I mean, I, I, I got to, I call it like I see it. And for the past number of weeks, they've done a tremendous job to get me at least slightly intrigued about what this match is and, or how this match is going to take place going into mania. So I just hope they do something with Rollins. Like Rollins has got a, yeah, Rollins, like, yeah. no, absolutely. it has, to, there has Rollins to be some change or, you know, yeah, Seth Rollins, character has definitely been kind of the downgrade in this, in this, in, in yeah. this line. but, but, but Logan Paul has done a tremendous job to honestly, Brian, keep this, this, whatever this feud is, um, afloat and, and to get and to like I said, to get people like me just a little bit intrigued to go into this match. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's, that's again, just calling it like I see it. And again, it's just all about getting me. And I know a lot of other fans just more intrigued than they were the previous week. And if you can do that, then that's all that matters. Then, yeah, regardless, absolutely. Regardless yep. of what we like or dislike, it's all just about being honest at the end of the day. We go into our third match of the night. This was Dominic Mysterio versus Johnny Gargano. 
Match time was nine and a half minutes. Damian Priest is at ringside. Um, he's like barking strategies to Dominic about going after Johnny Gargano's injured ribs. Of course, we mentioned the the home invasion with uh, with Grayson Waller. So, of course, he's banged up from that attack and everything. So I like the realism in that. And I like the fact that see, and I like that aspect, too. Now, obviously, my <laughs> my 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 uh, my standpoint might change with this in regards to this match. Like I like mm-hmm. having guys at ringside that just don't stand there just to look pretty for the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like be a reason why you're out there. I like priest, you know, don't just stand there and be a cheerleader, right? Like, Hey, like give him strides, like go to the body. Like you can hear, you can hear Damien priest, like go to the body, hit the body. Like I like that mm-hmm. man managers. Like even MVP has done that before many a times. I'm sure many other, uh, Brian, I'm sure you can, you, you know, you can probably name a bunch of managers. Oh, for sure. For sure. That do that same exact type of, uh, of managing, like be a freaking manager or be, you know, I mean, I know Damien priest is not a manager, but be that person at ringside to, you know, encourage and help mm-hmm. your, 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 you know, your, your, your tag partner or whatever, that's in the match. Like, don't just be a cheerleader and like, yeah, you got this, man. They do like that slow little to get the crowd like to start clapping. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, don't do uh-huh. that shit, man. We see that shit enough. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like enough of that like hoorah shit. They're like enough, man. So I like that stuff. I again, minor details, guys. Minor details. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, decent match for what it was. Um, again, it's Johnny Gargano and, and Dominic Mysterio. I love the selling in this match too. Again, Johnny Gargano's selling yeah. injury. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio has really been taking a lot of moves much, much better lately as of late. And yep. I think that has a lot to do with his character development and how well he has been doing over the past number of weeks. But uh, Dominic does win this match via a frog splash to Johnny Gargano's injured ribs. Uh, clean, just straight clean. So this is where I start to go into a different direction here, uh, but I'll, I'll but I'll get into that after this post match segment. As post match, uh, Dominic grabs a microphone and he's like, and he kind of it's very kind of kind of simple. There's nothing too much to add in here, but he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna stop until I get what I want, and that's a message to Rey Mysterio involving the potential match that's gonna happen at WrestleMania. And he mentions. Uh, his family he's like listen my family is blocked his number his blocked his number this group chat and they want nothing to do with me then dom says that he's going to ask his mom's permission to face each other at mania um with him or whatever so he's going to like go into to smackdown i guess this friday and i guess you know he's going to start to get the 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 family more involved now in order to to get ray mysterio to accept this match and he's like unless you have unless you don't unless you have the balls to get them out of her purse. <laughs> um, so nice little funny line there. So I mean, I mean, uh, so this is where I, I turned this match and how well the match was and talking everything else and in between into a different direction. Uh, here's the thing: like, so nobody, there was hardly any outside interference at all. In this mm-hmm. match, Brian, I mean, right. again, Priest and, and Dexter Loomis is just sitting there just to, to to what? To get just some just some two minutes of TV time? Like, what the fuck are we doing with Dexter Loomis here? So again, uh, I got I was some thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I was expecting some some interference here. But like, why is Johnny Gargano, guys? Because here's the thing we have to remember, too, guys. Johnny Gargano has a match at Stand and Deliver for NXT <laughs> yes. against Grayson Waller. Why the fuck is this dude taking a freaking loss, a clean loss 
with his shoulders flat on his back and looking up at the freaking lights and losing to Dominic Mysterio. I understand Dominic needs to win this match. He has a potential match with his father, uh, Rey Mysterio at Mania. Mm -hmm. I get all of that. But why is Johnny Gargano losing clean? You know what I would have done, Brian? And this is just coming off of the type of the, the top of my head of how I would have booked this match. I mean, obviously, you got to get not book it. <laughs> how did I write? Do everything that I say, guys? It's it's the opposite, <laughs> or it's it's everything that WWE should do, and it's it's the opposite right, of right, what right. they're not doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have had Damian. And Dexter Loomis go, at least come to blows, like, you know, getting blows, like they're trying to get involved. Dexter Loomis gets involved and they start brawling, right? And the referee gets distracted from the outside because there's so much chaos on the outside because, you know, Loomis and and, and Priest are brawling. Maybe they brawl through the crowd. The The, the referee glances over at them for maybe a, 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 a glances over there for like a few seconds. And Grayson Waller shows up and costs Johnny Gargano the match. Because again, guys, because here's what it does. It does one thing. No, no, excuse me. It does two things. Number one, it keeps Johnny Gargano to stay face because he's losing because he's because this is an interfered, you know, fuck finish. Right. And, right. And, and, and it's his opponent at stand and deliver. That's Grayson Waller costing him the match. And it makes sense because, again, he's his opponent at stand and deliver. There's a feud going on over there. And he doesn't loot clean, so it doesn't diminish the loss all that much to him. You know what I'm saying? And the second thing right. it does is that, again, it's an NXT type of feud, so it gets eyes on Grayson Waller. Like, whoa, snap. Like, who is Grayson Waller? Why is he attacking Johnny Gargano? Like, oh, this is from NXT? Well, I got to check out NXT because I want to know more about this situation. You know what I'm saying, Brian? Like, yeah, just absolutely. that alone can do so much having Grayson Waller show up now, here's the thing, too, and I mentioned this on uh, last week's show because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I don't really think Johnny Gargano needs to be involved in Monday Night Raw at all because he's already right. in NXT. Yep. Just keep him over in NXT at least after Tillmania and have him deal with this Grayson Waller situation. But if you're going to have him on Raw, then why not just have Grayson Waller maybe show up for a few seconds, cost Johnny Gargano the match in a fuck finish, and then Dominic Mysterio hits the splash or whatever to win the match. Mm -hmm. That's how I would book the match, but don't have Johnny Gargano <clears throat> just fucking lose clean, bro. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. So like, what, like what was the purpose of having Dexter and, and, and Damien out there? They didn't do shit. <laughs> they yeah. just stood there like, Oh, like Dexter Loomis is just like, well, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just very odd to me. But uh, before we go into this next segment, Brian, your thoughts on this match? Uh, well, first, let me say the match itself, man. Again, the match itself was was a good match. Um, as I had mentioned last week with Gargano's match, I mean, just he's just so fluid and smooth in the ring. Oh, absolutely. And even and Dom too, man. Match was like solid it, overall, absolutely. Yeah, Dom. You know, again, people can shit on him or the storyline or the you know whatever. Um, but yeah, he's made so much improvement, man. Um, yeah, he really looked good in the match as well. And yeah, but for the storyline, um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he, he shouldn't even Gargano I'm speaking of like, shouldn't even be there right now. The feud should be with Waller over at, at, uh, NXT. Um, and even with that right now, granted, you know, NXT has a show 
you know, going on right now. So I, I don't know what's going on in that show. But you just had last week on NXT, right? Grayson Waller do like the home invasion angle, right? Well, you got Loomis again, like you said, standing out there doing nothing. Why is he not over with 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 Gargano and NXT? And now if you're going to do or, you know, start involving like some kind of home invasion, right? Well, what kind of character is Loomis, right? He's just kind of, he doesn't say much. He's just a silent and posing figure, right? So that have him be the the home security, right? You know, the standing outside the door, just involving him, you know, but why he's why he's on Raw taking L's before he's getting ready to go to an NXT, you know, uh, premium event. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, the storyline, they should just, yeah, be focusing on over at NXT and building that. Um because that, that's that's pretty good, I, you know. I, I could I could get invested in behind that, you know. But yeah, like you said, just coming out here taking an L clean uh, does nothing for me. So, um, yeah. I, I, oh, let me. I, I I wanted to mention this before this match, right? So, what did you think about the announcement of WrestleMania is going to be? uh a musical like or you know there's the 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 um the hosting part it's i guess it's going to be part musical with the miz did you see that i did not see that what the yeah. fuck is that <laughs> wait, so, what? wait really yeah yeah so, so it's like so so you mean like musical like a musical like perform like a like a like performance a, like really uh, like i mean i guess cuz it's la uh, yeah guess, uh, right so like so, yeah. I mean, so listen. So go like listen to the. So they they do like a little, um, you know, musical theatrical performance. Him and uh, yeah. Oh gosh, which is what's his wife name? Wife's name? Maurice. Um, Maurice. Maurice. Yeah, like yeah. they're 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 both doing like the the song and dance together. Okay. Like at first, I was like, "What the fuck is this, a musical at WrestleMania?" So look, it's either going to be fucking horrible. Or it's going to be pretty goddamn good because I could see like somebody like the Miz actually pulling something like this off, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I think he kind of could do it. Race together, like they 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 can pull some shit out. Sure, of so, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I haven't, <laughs> I did not see that at all. Um, so yeah, that that's news to me on the spot. Like I'm just fine, guys. I'm literally just unless I saw now. it wrong and let and and it was supposed to be just like because you know they've been doing those like wrestle the uh, or like Hollywood. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's things. not. I'm sh- here's the thing too, like because I mean, of course, it's like it's probably going to be one of those segments to where uh, maybe like it's like kind of um, you know maybe like before the main event or something like it's like a little rest period or something before the main event. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. So I'm sure. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's going to be at least from at, my reaction to it right now is that yeah, I mean, it, it, you hear that and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but like you know, kind of like thinking about it, you know. In in the moment, you know, I think it's going to be one of those scenarios where it's probably going to lead to somebody interrupting and the Miz getting his ass whooped and like getting and making creating like a sure, sure, yeah, it's going to do no harm, no foul, honestly. I don't know who that person is. No, that's what I'm just saying. I think it would be pretty, it it has the potential to be be pretty entertaining, yeah, actually. It could be actually the highlight of the show, so that's why. So, yeah, so I mean, I know like you hear that, Brian, and I think it's easy for anybody to just shit on it, but uh. But yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah, you're right. It it could go 
it could go very well or it can go extremely horrible. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see, we'll see when the time comes, but, uh, but yeah, very interesting. Appreciate you uh, giving me that news. I had no idea about that. So yeah. Yeah. Like I said, but this is why I have Brian here guys to give me freaking <laughs> information like this. I had no idea about that. So, um, and yeah, of course I'll do more research about that as, uh, as we get closer to mania as well. We go into the next segment. This was edge. He cuts a very cryptic, type of vignette of a promo sending a message to Finn Balor. Um, you know, the main, t- the main uh, quote from this, this promo was, was leave Finn at home, bring your demon to meet the devil because he would like to meet you guys. If that's not at this point, <laughs> if, the, if the demon, if the demon's not going to be here, it be at WrestleMania at this point, with with those words, and I I don't know like what other yeah it, for sure it is to, yeah. to to confirm that the demon is going to be at WrestleMania. So I mean, Edge is doing what he freaking does best. I love freaking Edge. Uh, whether he's like being a part of the brood or he's just being the rated R superstar, I, I love freaking Edge. I love everything he does. Yes, I might be a little bit biased, guys, because I grew up watching this freaking dude since. Pretty much the beginning, well, maybe not the beginning, but pretty much in the early, in the prime of his career, um, during the early 2000s, you know, I saw a little bit of Edge and Christian uh, with that tag team, maybe in the early 2000s. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. I I, I think that's a stretch. It's going a little bit too early, but I remember seeing clips of it when I first started watching wrestling, kind of getting familiar of the characters and their history. Edge was one of those people, and that's when I came across his tag his tag with with Christian at the time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when but when he was the full blown rated R superstar, like man, I was freaking hooked, and I've been a fan of Edge ever since. And I'm really just soaking in every single moment at this point, Brian, because at some point this dude is going to be gone, and he's going to be gone for good because you know, yeah. time, you know, he's been saying this for for weeks now. I'm running out of time, and and I'm sure there's a lot of realism to that. Um, so I, I just so definitely, I mean, you know, um. It's great to hear that the demon is going to be in this match because it's the only way that this match could be any could give any other intrigue because like there's no way you can just have Edge and Judgment Day Finn Balor in a hell in a cell. I'm sorry, that's not good enough. You have to bring back the the freaking demon or some entity of 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 the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna send this off to you, Brian, real quick. But I I do want to say this. So even though we we were ecstatic about the demon, right? We're ecstatic that he's coming back. We're ecstatic. We're starting to get more intrigued of this match because of those those layers to the to, to the match, and all of that is fine and dandy. But here's my problem with this, and and I'm going to explain why. We talk about Finn Balor a lot, and how Finn Balor has really kind of elevated his game as of late. Because let's be honest. Finn Balor before the Judgment Day was just very meh. I mean, come on, like, like, like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it. Out. I understand, you know, with the Bullet Club, the too sweet shit. Okay, whatever. Like that, it would again, eye of the beast. Well, I think he he went off there because remember he won the the was the initial winner of what was it the the unified title or whatever, but then got injured in that night. Yeah, you know? he was the first. He was the first Universal Champion and got injured and everything. Yeah, but even yeah, still, but the, since then, like it was yeah, because of been, that demon character and yeah, yeah, he was right, baby face. Right. Do you where I'm going with this, yep. Ryan? Because now, it and because now he he. He he has never wanted to rest on the demon in its laurels. He's stated that for for years now. Like I don't want to always do the demon, but dude, like you got to bring the demon out at least once to 
once or twice every year. I understand. Yeah, like, I would say like twice a year. The demon or... too much, right? But right, every right. one to two years, you gotta you gotta showcase that character because that character is could is potentially larger than freaking life. I mean, that is a yeah. good freaking character. So I never understood why Finn wants to just hide that away for so long. But here's the problem: it's like now after he's finally got some, he's finally got some spunk. In this Judgment Day thing, now you want to bring back the freaking demon? When, by the way, you're a heel, it's going to be hard for fans to cheer against a fucking demon, especially Finn Balor's fucking demon, when also Edge is also playing the face, and it's also kind of diminishing Edge in a way. It's almost kind of like Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I hate to kind of make that comparison, but if you really think about it, it kind of is, because again, we all love the demon, but at the same time, it's again, guys. It's especially when it comes to Finn Balor's character. It's kind of hard to cheer or cheer against a fucking demon, especially in a Hell in a Cell match when Edge is trying to be the babyface in all this. So you know how how weird that sounds, Brian. It's just weird. And again, like you, and it's like out of all years, you want to bring back the demon. Now Finn Balor has improved his character. He's improved his mic skills. He's got some confidence in in himself. He's he's got a new layer to his uh. To his personality and now you want to bring back the demon when you're a heel and it's just it again guys it's just it's just weird man um again i understand you know we all love the demons like i know people are going to say listen james we have the demon it's here like just you know it is what it is we we're, it's here so let's just deal with it i understand but again guys i can't ignore i can't ignore that aspect of it of the fact that again yes it's great that the the demon is back and i completely understand but again he's supposed to play the heel is he gonna get booed and and what does that say for edge when he's also supposed to be the baby face in all of this just a very weird situation to me um again i i love the fact that we're getting the demon because like i and again mm -hmm. i don't want to sound like a hypocrite because this is the only way that this match can stay relevant but again there's that backlash to where Oh, are the fans gonna are, are they gonna cheer are they gonna cheer for him because you know everybody loves the demon right so again guys i just have to throw that out there but brian your thoughts about that and and of uh, course this segment as a whole well i'll start with the promo oh man i, I freaking love the promo from edge man i yeah, mean it absolutely. was absolutely i didn't have any or no actually another good line uh that he had in there and again just the intensity the emotion behind it where he's, you know, talking about or talking to Finn, he's like, listen, you know, I was baptized in Hell in a Cell by the dead man himself, you know. That, that brought that me back. Just... That brought me back to that Hell in a Cell he had at SummerSlam. Yeah. That was such a good storyline. Yeah, I love that line. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and then, uh, yeah, and then he, that that line, too, with, uh, you know, you bring your, your demon to meet the devil. Um but yeah, I, so I love the promo. I So I don't, I don't think there's going to be too much of a a crowd issue with I I still think they're gonna be firmly behind Edge because I, I think um there's still gonna be the the Beth Phoenix aspect to the story. I think whether I mean shit, it's gonna be mania. I expect Beth will probably be there in some aspect. Um and I, I think people do realize to some extent, you know, that you know Edge isn't gonna be here for that much longer. 
And then also, if he if he like tweaks his character up a little bit, come back like a brutish or, or something, even something even different, you know, that maybe we haven't seen. I I, I think it it might be a little bit more closer to middle than if it was just Finn Balor, but I, I think the crowd will still be pretty pretty solidly behind Edge. So, um, oh, yeah, no I, I, for me be behind. Yeah, there's no doubt they're going to be behind Edge, but I don't know. To me, they're also going to be behind the Demon as well because again, oh, yeah, sure, that's a possibility for you. That's that's yeah. my and that's my problem yeah. is that people. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference as far as like the the difference in the crowd noise, you know, during the match or whatever. Yeah, like I, I, I you know, I, yeah, like I mean, are I, you I talking hear, about like like from. like Hogan Rock moment, like something like that, or like? You know, back when, you know, like literally was 50-50 chant, you know, behind Hogan and behind Rock, like mm-hmm. to that level. Is that what you're saying? Or um I I guess you can say something like that. It's just that, you yeah. know, there's no again, I, I just I go back to the Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley situation. And I explain this in in in, in how why it, it diminishes Rhea Ripley in the process because of the fact of Charlotte Flair's booking and she's supposed to play the baby face when not everybody's solely behind her and Rhea Ripley is supposed to be the the devilish heel but yet fans are going to be more behind Rhea than they are Charlotte who's supposed to be the baby face and now you have Edge who yes fans are going to be behind Edge I completely acknowledge that and but the demon as well I just feel like the the demon is going to have that same exact reaction And, and listen maybe I might be nitpicking and whatever but Sometimes, guys, on this platform, I have to nitpick. It's just what I freaking do. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just that, you know, the demon to me is a character that I think a lot of fans can get behind. And I think that that's just the issue mm. that Finn is supposed to be the, the 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 demon type of heel in all of this. And who knows? Maybe they do it in a way where where maybe, I don't know, where Finn more looks like more of the heel in the match than Edge does. So I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's just the more I'm... Because I, I would also... Drive, there's no... Listen, I, I'm still going to enjoy the, enjoy the freaking match. I, I'm glad oh, yeah. we're getting the demon. I'm glad that we're getting this entity of Edge. It's just that, though, I, I, there's the stuff in the... Like I've been, I've been mentioning now, it's just been playing in the back of my mind. I just have some concerns about it. That's all. Well, I could also see another angle too going where, like, I, again, I don't know if this was anything to read into, but if you notice, you know, for Dom's match, right, Rhea didn't come out there with them, right? Damien, or, you know, Damien Priest, Priest did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you give all these things, whether it's Rhea and her match or Dom, you know, which is going to be his match. Oh, yeah. Let me talk about that promo too. Um, about two months ago, month and a half ago, didn't I, I called it, didn't I say at some point that the way this is going to end and the way Rey Mysterio fights Dom is is going to be because the, the mom gets involved. The mom is now part of the storyline. Yes, you did. Yeah. You and did. also, if you heard maybe a yeah. week or two ago, Vicky Guerrero either just got released or, or left AEW. I'm just saying, the Hall of Fame, it's all falling into place. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how it's happening. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the Judgment Day as a whole. Like I can see after WrestleMania, I kind of feel like something's going to change with them. Where like I don't know if you know if it's if it's a Dom and Rhea thing or 
again, you know, maybe like you said, maybe if, if uh, Finn comes out as a demon and gets more of a pop and 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 gets, you know, maybe maybe some more babyface, uh, you know, reaction to him. I don't know. I just have this feeling that the Judgment Day is going to look and feel different coming out of WrestleMania than than it is now. And I don't know exactly how that is, but so you think? Yeah. So that, turn, that could, you think they're going to fully turn babyface? Maybe. No. I, see, no? that's what I, I don't. I don't know if if they all turn babyface. Uh, you know, or you or know, like I said, I don't know if it's a go in different a split. Like maybe like if it's a, a Rhea and Dom thing, where like. You know, because I don't know. I don't want to get into there. There's a whole rabbit hole you could go down, but I but just you feel see like how something confusing. This kind of is with Finn Balor's situation, and like I said, yeah, like, sure, I, sure, yeah. And again, yeah. guys, like there's no. First of all, at the end of the day, because I do want to get the ball rolling here into this third hour. At the end of the day, guys, listen. We asked for the demon. We had. We're pretty. We're going to get the demon at this point. I think it's pretty obvious now. Um, we're gonna. It's, this... it's gonna be. It's gonna be tremendous. It's gonna. I'm sure they're gonna. Yep. The entrances are gonna be sick, and everything's gonna. The visual and everything's gonna be sick. But again, guys, it's just I have to call stuff like this out because even though I like it, I mentioned about stuff that I dislike, which is stuff people like. Oh, you know, you know wrestlers like Omas and and, and others, of <laughs> course, and even. But again, I also have to be. I have to be honest of things that that I do like in regards to even edge and Finn Balor. And I just have to call it out. And again, if people don't, if people want to cry and people want to be, you know, and want to shit on me for the words that I just mentioned, well, let me just, you know, let me just get a grab a tear bucket and you can just soak it up <laughs> tears in. I don't know what to tell you, but, but anyway, just so, though, I think this is for me, I'm calling it now. This is going to be whatever night it's on. This is the match of the night. I think it it's could be. be. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. could be. And we will, we will yep. find that out. 11 days, man. 11 days. It's going to be here. 11 days. We go into our number three. This was Rhea Ripley as she hits the ring. She kind of recaps some statements that were made by Charlotte Flair on SmackDown this past Friday. Again, fans try to start the freaking what shit again. Um, again, <laughs> I'm not going to harp on it again. If you want to hear my thoughts about the what chant, go to the SmackDown review from our last episode. Uh, but Rhea Ripley shuts it down completely, which I fucking loved. She's like, don't, he's like, don't what me. You're all freaking pathetic. Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> freaking, dude, freaking Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I freaking yeah. love that stuff. Absolutely. Just shutting that stupid, dumb fucking chant down. Like, dude, you're pathetic. Shut up. I fucking <laughs> love it. Telling freaking St. Louis to shut up. Absolutely sick. Um, so, you know, and then she goes on to talk about Charlotte saying, without the WWE, you are nothing she's like listen i don't need you to respect me but you will fear me and this is where it starts to just get odd mm. damage controls music hits and they interrupt um and they say and they go on to say listen anyone who puts charlotte flair in her place has the utmost respect from damage control bailey starts to offer advice to sharia of course you know the history with charlotte flair you know hey i can give you some advice i've beaten charlotte flair many occasions this and this and that just speaking hypothetically here and of course rhea ripley denies like i don't need your help from any of you three like stop and then that's right. when bailey just goes on to say um it's like listen no raw has been our show and i think it's time that damage control shows you and rhea ripley just starts laughing like this is your show like the, the three of your show, like, oh, seriously, just like laughing at it. I just I love Rhea Ripley's like reaction to that. Like, this is your show when clearly this is my show. I'm the most dominant female in this fucking division. But OK, I'll play along. Um, She's like, listen, why don't you 
any mem- any three of you, why don't you come in into this ring, face me, and get out of my ring or her ring? Uh, Bailey steps up to the challenge. Well, she's like, oh, hello, ding dong. I'm the only <laughs> a ding dong. <laughs> I'm the only person in ring gear. So I guess that's going to be me. And this pretty much leads into an impromptu match with Rhea Ripley and Bailey's. And that's what we go into is this match was legit over 10 minutes in this match. Uh, Rhea Ripley goes for a riptide when Dakota and EO start to get involved. EO distracts the ref while Dakota's raking the eyes of Rhea. Again, just a very odd match, and I'll get more into this as I get through with this here. Becky Lynch's music hits. Uh, Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, with Becky. They all hit the ring before uh, before commercial. After commercial, they're standing at ringside. Becky has like a bag of popcorn. She has her, you know, she, you know again, her the freaking wardrobes between her and Seth. It's like, what the fuck, man? And, right. and they're just standing there. At ringside, just observing a match, observing this match. Again, guys, just a very odd, weird segment here. But again, I'm going to continue. Um, again, yeah, Lynch is eating popcorn and stuff. Rhea Ripley kicked out of out of one via belly to belly. I actually mm-hmm. thought that that was pretty, that was like eye-opening. Like, wow, like they made they made this woman kick out at one of a Bailey's finishing move. I thought that that was very, that was very interesting. Um, so yeah, so when, when it's all said and done, uh, chaos begins to start as Lynch, Stratus, uh, and Lita, they begin to go at it with damage control, a.k.a. Dakota and EO. And Rhea wins this match via the Riptide, and that was it. Guys, what in the fuck? What did we just say? What the fuck? (laughs) Exactly. What did we just witness, and why did we just have to waste 10 to 12 minutes of our lives that we're just not going to get back? Um, Brian, I'll have you start off because there's some things that I do want to say, but I'm going to save and I'll let you start your thoughts on the, on the, the, the promo from Rhea Ripley, that segment. And of course the match as a whole with Bailey, uh, the promo was okay. Um, again, like I, I would say, I mean, if I had to compare it to something like, I think the one she did, uh, the Friday, well, I guess it was the SmackDown before the Friday with Charlotte. I mean, I, I would say that was a lot better. Uh, but yeah, it, the promo itself was okay. Um, yeah, then it just got weird. Like, what the fuck? Why? Why is Damage Control coming out there to be involved with Rhea? They're talking shit, and they lose. The match. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing: like, so here's here's really kind of my. I mean, I have a lot of issues with it, but like, if you. Hmm. If you notice, so yes, Rhea won the match, right? And then um, I believe, did she get beat down a little? I don't know if she got beat down a little bit by damage control or either way, she was just kind of laying in the ring. Her eyes during the match, but that was pretty much it until Becky okay. and Lita all hit the ring before commercial break. So yeah, that was pretty much it. So it just felt like here's Rhea Ripley, right? Who, you know, obviously we're building to she's going to become champion at Mania, which is in 11 fucking days. And as the as it because I think it goes to commercial as it goes to commercial or the next segment or whatever, like Rhea's kind of laid out in the ring as Damage Control is battling with you know um, uh, uh, Becky, Lita, and Trish, and it just it kind of to me it kind of just diminished Rhea in that moment. Like, why are you having this? Yeah, like, and and just why why is this? 
six woman tag, which we already know we're getting and is a feud. Why are they coming out in a, in a Rhea Ripley segment? You know, it just, it, it just, yeah, very out of place. And um, yeah. So Bailey takes the L there, which again, Rhea can't lose there going into mania. Um, but yeah, very, very weird. Why those six women were out there uh, with Rhea. Yeah. The... Oh boy. Um. So look, <laughs> uh, obviously, like you mentioned, um, Rhea Ripley has to win the match, of course. Um. But there again... were a few botches too in the match. The match was kind of sloppy too. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, yeah. I was gonna say. It, I think it was towards the end where it kind of got a little bit sloppy here and there. But I mean, it wasn't yeah. that. It wasn't that bad. I'm not gonna diminish too much about that. But anyway, look, guys. Yeah. Very out of place with Rhea Ripley. Um, I don't know why we're getting heel versus heel. That's the first issue I have. You have a heel in Bailey, and you have a heel technically supposed to be a heel in Rhea Ripley. So what the fuck are we doing with that? Um, and again, guys, like so, like like what is this doing for Bailey and Damage Control? They go out there. To talk yeah. shit, and they and they end up at the end of the segment, at the end of the match, getting the short end of the fucking stick, and Bailey losing a match. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Why does yeah. Bailey need to take a freaking loss for Rhea Ripley's expense because she has a title match? Like, why? Why are you putting Rhea Ripley and Damage Control in the same vicinity? <laughs> like what sense does that fucking make? Uh, it just it it is so baffling to me. And, and and Becky Lynch and Lita, all you had for Becky Lynch, Trish and Lita, it is just to kind of just you have Becky Lynch eating popcorn like she's a fucking ten year old watching a watching a <laughs> Disney film, and, and and you have Trish and Lita just standing there again like Dexter Loomis and Damian Priest earlier in the night just right. standing there just to be out there because they're tri like guys what the fuck they did so well last week damage mm -hmm. control actually doing damage why don't you guys follow up with that why did we need to have a fucking match why do we need I, to have a match? i didn't even i didn't even think about that I, I didn't even think about that so the last interaction these six women had together was them beating down trish right and they haven't like Trish and them have not seen damage control since yeah. then. Is, am I right? It's just like so, we're yeah. Why like not Trish right off the bat? Like they're running out there and attacking. This is the first time you've come face to face. Yeah, since they, they put beat you, you down. in the fucking right. trainer's yeah. room. I would yeah. be fucking yeah. livid. Go to their freaking hotel room. Go to their freaking. I, I don't know, freaking like whatever there are in the city of St. Louis, and have a cool <laughs> badass segment. Why is why is Bailey, who is the who is your top female wrestler in your company, taking a freaking loss for no reason? Why is she in this match? Why to pump up Rhea Ripley in her title match against Charlotte? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. There was no follow up to last week's last week's backstage brawl. That's how you're using Trish. It Becky didn't make and sense. Well, in the process, 
Yeah, it didn't make sense on either end. It didn't make sense on either end where it doesn't add or help Rhea in any way. It it doesn't help Rhea in her heel process because she's fixing another fucking heel. Right. And then you already have this this match and the story between the six women. Like, yeah. The, the story's already there, and that story's over here. You don't need the two to, to mix. They There's no point. You already got Rhea it. Rhea and Damage Control should not be in the same freaking facility, yeah. like I mentioned. Why are they in a match together? What, like, guys, oh, but it was a great match. Oh, it was Rhea Ripley and, and Bailey. That's a, that's a banger. Like, oh, dude, you know what you can do with your bangers? Take your bangers and shove them up where the sun don't shine. How does that sound? Like, honest to God. I talk about, I mean, like, what's the point of a banger, like, uh, right, quote, right, Brian, a banger, when it does nothing but harm both of these wrestlers? Great for Rhea Ripley. She won the match, but she's facing another heel. She's supposed, it's just, oh my God, everything is just, <laughs> everything about this was just a complete bizarre It was just weird, man. Mess yep. fr- from, from the beginning, as soon as damage control came out. Yeah, um, yeah, guys. I, I mean, holy shit! I, I I don't know what again, guys. And even yeah, we talk about Bailey and Damage Control and Rhea Ripley, but not not just them, but Be- but Becky, Trish, and Lita, just so out of place. They, yeah. they they're just out there having a grand old time. Like they like their best friend and Trish just didn't get their ass whooped last week. Oh, everything's <laughs> hunky dory. Becky Lynch is just eating popcorn when she was fucking furious last week. Yeah, let's let's just forget about that, right? Because fans yeah, are not gonna right. re- not gonna remember because they don't remember anything that last week because all they care about is the great freaking matches and the off and the and the offensive move sets. So they're not gonna remember what happens last week. So let's just pretend that people are fucking stupid. Like I'm sure some people are in this freaking community. And and let's just play it off like like last week never even happened, right. and that's what pisses me off. WWE, I'm not stupid. I'm not a freaking mark. Like like enough of this shit. Enough of throwing out great ten minute plus matches that doesn't need to be that doesn't need to be put on paper. Does not need to be involved in a show. Like mm-hmm. enough. So sick and tired of seeing that shit. We see enough of that on Wednesday nights. I don't need to see that on Monday Night Raw. I don't need to see it. Oh, man. Can you tell, guys, that aggravates me? Can you tell how much that aggravates Brian? It's just, oh, my God. But anyway, we move on. Uh, Up next, this was Chad Gable running into Otis getting a manicure. A manicure backstage. Um, you know, he says like, you know, goes up to Otis, you know, talking about being in his corner in his match against Ricochet. However, Maxine Dupree enters the scene and, you know, and now Otis is in a crosshairs. Do I go with the, the fine ass, the fine ass woman in Maxine, or do I go with my best friend, Chad Gable? And he chooses his best friend, Chad Gable. (laughs) Yeah. I like freaking Corey Graves' response. I'm like, I'm like, is Otis freak? I forget what he says, but like, he says, I guess something along the lines of like, is Otis that dumb? Like, like, what is he doing? You're going to choose Chad Gable over fine ass Maxine Dupre. I don't know. Something along those lines. I thought it was funny. Right. Right. Um, and of course that leads into this, uh, match between Chad Gable and, uh, Ricochet. I mean, nothing too much to say about this match. Of course it was another no. banger, right? But, and again, we know how much we, we, we always praise about how Chad Gable, how good Chad Gable is. And he is, and it's not just because of his offensive move sets because he checks off every single box with this alpha Academy 
uh, character. That's not my opinion, guys. That's a legit fact. Just go back and watch his work. It speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, so Braun Strowman's out there in his corner because, you know, Ricochet and Braun Strowman, just be, this tag division is so irrelevant. We just got to have them attach the hip to one another because we have nothing else for them. So why not? Um, Otis is like admiring his manicure for the most part uh, <laughs> at, at ringside. Right. Um, again, the match was fine as what it was. I mean, it's Ricochet and freaking Chad Gable. I mean, we knew we, we were going to get some great action <laughs> in this match. Um, so Maxine Dupree walks down the ramp as she pretty much steals Otis away from Chad Gable. Um, Chad Gable's distracted. And then of course, Ricochet takes involved, hits a Pele kick and then wins the match via shooting star press from the top rope and gets the victory over Chad Gable. Uh, Brian, your thoughts with the backstage segment and this match between Chad Gable and Ricochet. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Um, yeah, it was a solid match. Like you said, I mean, two, two pretty good, uh, wrestlers there obviously the story here is the the alpha academy and and otis and maxi dupree um so yeah i mean it, you know entertaining little little segment there with otis um yeah not much more to say there i, I mean i guess this is still going to continue up till up to mania um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where it goes from there. I mean, I, I guess they're gonna, they're, you know, they're, split they're up in the, the academy showcase match. Brian, they're in the fatal four way showcase. See, so speaking see of that. the <laughs> speaking of the the fatal four way showcase, right? So you got two of the teams, right? Alpha Academy and the Street Profits, who I think both are on their way to being split up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you got Ricochet and brawn right mm-hmm. is that is that the third one Which, and I yeah, think it's the they Viking shouldn't even be something like that right yeah. it shouldn't even be a tag team i don't think the um ricochet and brawn so i mean i i guess the viking raiders are going to win that that four-way match to win or to get nothing i guess because i don't know what it means <laughs> no one i mean no one's gonna remember it anyway they're gonna win the yeah. match. oh you remember that match uh with, with the the fatal four-way showcase yeah the viking raiders won uh yeah no I, oh, did I, you I win a title it. no we're did, did were you number one contenders right no right. not that <laughs> either exactly no. he's like oh no. did they win a did they win a title for that match uh no okay uh did they did they come number one contenders or something no <laughs> okay right. well, what the fuck was the match for right that's what people hey, are gonna freaking talk about just right, it was right. just a good match oh, it was just a, it was just a great match james it was yeah. just it was fantastic it was the offense the, some great moves it was fantastic like you know just enjoy wrestling james it's 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 great it's awesome <laughs> so yeah so i'll keep this short um as before we go into our main event match here which was with the women um, I actually don't mind. I'm not going to shit on this is what people expect, Brian, because I like what I like the again. I just love the fact that Alpha Academy and Chad Gable's involved in something and they're not just being sure to pump up another freaking feud. So that's just yeah. a win in of itself. Um, but I, it's just that I don't understand. The only thing I just don't understand is that the 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 motivation of getting maxine dupree to separate the two it's like it's one thing if, if there were titles involved it's like okay i want to separate these two so that way my group max the maximum male models i know i know guys trust me i know i'm speaking about tag titles 
and maximum male models. Trust me, I'm sure that's never going to happen. You can get that image out of your head. <laughs> um, oh no, the yeah. guns want them in AEW. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll if they go to AEW, all they'll freaking win tag. They'll win tag titles, yeah. and then they'll they'll give it to somebody else in the next like six days or something. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I, I just I'm just kind of like trying to think of what the actual motive is. I understand. Yeah, I don't know what the end game is here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I understand they want Otis to be a model, but like, like, what's the motive to just separate the two? You know, it's, right. it's one thing to make him become a model, but to separate him from Chad Gable, like, there's got to be a different motive behind that. You know what I'm saying? So that that's yeah, absolutely weird to me. I like the idea, but I just don't understand what if there were again if there was titles involved, that there was like a a prize involved i guess the prize is otis maybe i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> that big uh, freaking otis the tree trunk right right uh, i guess that's what he's called nowadays but um but yeah i mean i don't mind this 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 little i, I don't mind this little feud at all again it, it's 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 like there's hardly any time involved in this one little feud in a, in a three-hour show guys like i'm not not gonna i'm not gonna shit on it you guys you know but when you put out shit that involves your smackdown women's champion and your your and two hall of famers and your top female talent in your business that that's a different story that takes a good chunk of your of your third hour that's when i get pissed but seeing this stuff guys it's it's no harm no freaking foul it's a good little feud for for chad gable and the alpha academy um, where again, the motive behind it is a different story, but which is odd because again, if there were titles involved, that would make sense, but because they're not, it's, it is a weird situation. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on into this main event or main event match. I should say before getting into the final segment of the night, um, this was your raw women's champion, Bianca Belair and Asuka versus Chelsea green and Piper Niven. Can they coexist? That is the question. The infamous can, can they coexist? Can match? they coexist for fuck's sake? Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's again the whole freaking motive. We talked about this, Brian, last week, and we harked about this last week. So again, guys, if you want to check that out, that's from last week's Monday Night Raw review. WWE, Brian, at, at, at there was a slimmer in this match where WWE was pulling some AEW type shit in, in this tag where Asuka, who I believe was a non-legal competitor, she was in that freaking ring for God knows how long, and she's mm. arguing with Bel Air because again they have to play the coexist game, and it has to involve non-legal competitors being in the ring. It's just like uh, if I'm the referee and like uh, Asuka, like get your ass out of the ring. You're not legal. <laughs> uh, but she, but again, he's just standing there, so I'm kind of a little disappointed from that aspect. But again, it was only. For like a brief few moments, but again, still, I have to call it out because I have to. Um, Bel Air guy, and this was honestly the most the, the intriguing part of the match before we get to the post match segment. And guys, Bianca Belair hits the KOD to Piper Niven, big old Piper Niven. And this is where mm -hmm. I'm very impressed with with Bianca Belair and why I praise people like Bianca Belair and her strength, her physicality, her athleticism. And, and of course her matches, right? And of course, like, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because everybody in this freaking company is athletic and is strong, but Bianca Belair, dude, she is a different freaking breed because yeah, guys, here's the absolutely. thing. Not only does she have to deliver the KOD, but she has to lift up Piper Niven. That's again, she's <laughs> big old Piper Niven and, and she has to land her in a way where she's not 
where she doesn't injure her because i mean think right. about that right? right like her her fate rests legit on her shoulders at that point and she has to hit this kod like precisely at the right time and boy does she do that shit i mean she flat yeah, yeah absolutely hyper niven like a pancake and hits a beautiful i mean beautiful kod to piper niven i mean that guys is just impressive because that is not easy to do because i'm sure if that was any other female that like then we would have like some risks like physical injury risk involved like you well, never know sure. man piper niven can land on her head and it's freaking ball game over but because it's bianca belair you know she's the only woman that can that can freaking do that but again i just admire her because you know not only does she have to deliver the move and make it look good but she has to protect piper niven in the process and not make her get hurt you know, so mm-hmm. that in that in of itself, um, I thought was really tremendous. And even it got a nice crowd from a nice little pop from the crowd in St. Louis after she hit it. And again, she hit it just tremendously well, it was hit flush, and it was a nice little finish there. So I do, I do, I do like that aspect of this match. Um, and then of course, post-match, Asuka attacks Bianca Belair from behind, kicks her freaking head off. She finishes off Belair with a sliding knee. And Asuka stands tall as your, you know, as Kana Asuka, the killer clown uh, that should have been done, I don't know, fucking weeks ago. <laughs> Just a right. thought. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll start with this. Um, uh, again, uh, again, I don't mind them. Again, this whole we, we talked about this, Brian, about the coexisting game and how ridiculous this is. I, sure. I, I think at this point we know <laughs> that. How people uh, uh, we 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 stand by that about the whole coexisting game, and but the the finish Bel Air hitting the KOD I thought it was tremendously well done because that is not easy to do, not just delivering the move but protecting Piper Niven in the process. Sure, and Asuka actually being the freaking heel and being the killer clown, being the actual. The, the the heel in all of this. Fine, mm-hmm. like, dude, but screw this coexisting shit. I'm going to beat this bitch's ass, and I'm going to make a statement, and I'm going to take her title in the process at Mania. Now, here's something I would have done different. I just would have flat-out attacked her during the freaking match. Like, I don't need this match. This match is irrelevant to me. I'm just going to lay you out because this match is irrelevant. I'm just going to lay you out during... I would have just done it during the match. And 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 that and that's it. Like I I wouldn't have waited after. I guess maybe as you know, Bianca is your champion. I guess you want to make her win and, mm-hmm. and win the match. I guess I don't know, but I would have just attacked a freaking. Um, I would have just attacked Bianca during the match and just and just legit just beat the living dog shit out of her and 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 make that statement. And I would have let the beat down breathe a little bit. Like yeah, like you know, Asuka, she delivers a kick and she delivers a sliding knee. And it kind of just ends abruptly. I would have let the shit breathe a lot yeah. more, especially this involves your Raw Women's title in a big title match at Mania. Um, I felt like the, the the moment was cut way too short. However, the positive side of this is that Asuka, the, the, the turn was finally at least made to where now Asuka, like yeah. there's no more coexisting. There's no friendly type of banter. No, Asuka, you know, she means business now. Like I'm not your friend. I'm not your little side check. Like I'm gonna. I'm. I am the. I am the. The woman that's gonna take your freaking title at WrestleMania. Um. And, and you are going to. Uh, not to quote Rhea Ripley, but fear me. You know. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So 
Um, no doubt. Um, I mean, the match was, you know, again, I would have had Bianca attacked her during the match and would let, let the, let the beat down, you know, simmer a little bit. Um, but again, we got what we, what we asked for, which was a full turn for Asuka leading into again, Levin. I mean, beggars can't be choosers because we've gotten this now 11 days into mania, but should have gotten this, I don't know, freaking weeks ago, but whatever, yeah. what do I know? But uh, before we get into this final segment, Brian, your thoughts about this uh, this women's tag? It was an okay match. Um, yeah, like you said, that that was a pretty impressive by Bel Air. Uh, obviously, the highlight, yeah, is finally getting getting Oscar to make that that full heel turn, which I, I'm all here for. Uh, you know, yeah, just uh, what should happen sooner, but you know, at least it has happened now, and so. You know, we'll see where we where we go from there. But I definitely like her. You know, finally, you know, really, really playing the heel heel part and uh, attacking Belair. I will say that you know, I, I'm again the the crowd for this match was really. So I've been noticing a lot. Maybe it's just me. I'd have to go back and look. But in particular, with with Belair matches or, or when Belair is out there. It has the, the crowd seemed a little just like flat on interest because it, it seemed like the, the match was you know the crowd was silent um i just hope by the time the they, been. <laughs> right been I, that's no what build. i'm saying that's the best i'm just the hoping by the time been no build so right so i don't blame I'm, the crowd because they haven't been given a reason to give a shit and i feel bad and you know it's bianca and oscar and i love these two women but gotta call it out like it is you know what i mean there's been no build yeah no i, I agree I, I just hope by the time we actually get to the match in India, um, and, and which I think it will be just because of the stage, but the crowd's a little bit, you know, more invested in this match. Cause I think it's going to be a great match. And yeah, I, I don't think any of this is, or, or not a lot of it is on Bel Air. I think it's been booking and, and things of that nature more so than not. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I just, that's just a person, like I hate to see it for her to go out there and just keep getting these like very like flat, responses but that's just on a personal note yeah no doubt yeah no like i said we got what we wanted yeah um which was oscar full full turn on bianca the way they did it again different story but again i mean beggars can't be choosers i guess again i just wish we would have gotten this uh freaking months ago i mean but just yeah. saying, but again like i said beggars can't be choosers i guess so um but the full turn happened and we got what we wanted so and now it is time to get into this final segment to end the show. Yeah. Step in, guys, because this is going to be a long ride, but it's going to be a fun one because uh, a lot have happened in this uh, in this segment. A lot of big quotes happened in this segment. So let me just jump straight into this because this was some segment to end the show. So let's get into it. Final segment of the night, Roman Reigns music hits alongside Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. As they hit the ring. Can I just also say this? Roman Reigns' entrance is just immaculate. I know it's like <laughs> the longest freaking entrance outside of The Undertaker and freaking Randy Orton. But like you like you hear that music hit and the atmosphere just changes. You know, you sure it's the same thing when you hear the glass shatter. It's the same way when you hear if you smell and all that stuff, right? You hear Ultimate Warriors music. When you're yep. freaking in all, you know what I'm saying? Like the mood and the atmosphere just change. And that's what yeah. you're starting to feel with Roman Reigns. And I love that. I love that type of feeling. So he enters the ring. 
freaking 20,000 years later. Again, just, I'm just poking fun. But yet again, it's a long ass entrance. But hey, I'll watch Roman Reigns enter the ring outside of a freaking Omos Mustafa <laughs> Ali match any freaking day of the week. So yeah, he enters the ring. He tells St. Louis to acknowledge me. And then right after he says that, Cody Rhodes interrupts and he his music hits. He wastes no time before Roman Reigns says anything else. Cody Rhodes wants to know what this Cody Rhodes or this Cody problem is all about. You know, meaning like mm-hmm. the warning that he gave to him about staying out of the business of the bloodline. He's like, he he goes up to Roman's like, what do you mean by that? Like, like what I it's like this Cody Rhodes problem. And then he goes up to, and then Paul Heyman's about to speak. And he's like, whoa, 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 I'm not talking to you. I did not listen. I did not come here to hear you speak. I'm talking to the tribal chief here. I thought that that was really, really cool. Yeah. Yep. Roman then gets on the microphone and he says, listen, you know, Cody, you're not the problem. It's what you represent is the problem. And Roman says that Cody is what we used to be. You know, he's a professional wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they've been Paul and, and Roman are laughing alongside Solo Sokoa is just crossing his arms. You know, guys, how Solo Sokoa rocks. He just stands there, less the muscle and all that. Um, you know, so he's going to, so he's making fun of Cody in that aspect. And he, then he talks about track record. He's like, let's go ahead and talk about your track record here. He's like, you didn't want to do the stardust thing. So what happened? You ran away. You started a company in a promotion that you couldn't get over in, and then you ran away. (laughs) (laughs) And then you come here, you get over, and then your body gives out because your little pet because your little peck went pop. (laughs) And it's like, listen, dude, you ain't cut out for this. Clearly, you ain't cut out for this. April 2nd is like a lottery ticket for you. Your real moment is April 3rd. Because mm-hmm. that's when you'll have to look into the mirror and make a decision on that your dad can be proud of. Otherwise, you'll do what you always do and run like a little bitch. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it, man. Roman Reigns laying in. and But guys, Cody Rhodes, if you thought that that was good, Cody yep. Rhodes comes back 10 times harder. This is Cody Rhodes. Uh, and I quote, you know, he goes in. And he talks and he says right away, he's like, you know, he says, you're right. You know, I ran away. You know, I, I, I've been I've been trying to find myself. I've been gone to place to place to try to find myself and it hasn't worked. Um, You know, it's like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe deep down, you know, you know, even though I want to be a superstar, but maybe deep down, I'm just a runaway violent. I love the taste of my own blood professional wrestler. Maybe that's who I am. And then he goes on to say he that he's tired of his family being brought into the conversation. It's like it makes me want to vomit. Um, you know, it's you know, he it's it's just it's making him sick. He's tired of hearing it. Um, just you know, really, and then he says, My it's like, listen, my dad is not here, my brother works somewhere else. It's like the only thing that you have that you're gonna see at WrestleMania is me, and that's it. Stop mentioning my family, like enough of this. It doesn't mean anything at this point. Um, and then Cody changes the point of view of what of what April 3rd could mean to Roman Reigns or what mm-hmm. will emphasis emphasizing will uh, happen to Roman Reigns. He's like, you'll remember what it's like to lose. You got to wake up with you got to wake up that next day 
without those titles. And when that happens, Jay will leave you. Jimmy will leave you. And then he calls out Solo Sokoa. He's like, by the way, you've been grilling on me this entire time. He's like, by the way, like, listen, I know uh, from a second generation superstar, you know, it's like, trust me. He's like, you think you're ready? But trust me, you're not ready. So he's just grilling <laughs> yeah. freaking Solo in the right. freaking process. I freaking love it. Yeah, um, that was good. He's like, and then his attention goes back to Roman Reigns and he's like, Solo will leave you too. And then this man, and he points to Paul Heyman, just becomes an advocate again. Then, and then yeah. now this is where this is again. This was at the point of the of the promo, guys. That this is really starting to aggravate Roman. You can tell it in his face, and, you know. And, it, and it's, it, I love that line, even from Paul Heyman's standpoint. You know, it's 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 one thing for the Usos, right, and for 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 Solo to leave, but for Paul Heyman just to not be a uh, a counsel, but a advocate again. I like that mm-hmm. line. Really, really. Yeah, like me that too. Yeah, I'll speak more of, of, of course, at, at when this segment is done. But very tremendous line from Cody. Um, and it's like, listen, there you'll just be a man without a family, a Roman with no reins, <laughs> with no reign, I should say. But reins is in his last name. You guys get the gist, right? Uh, but yeah, family, a man with no family, a Roman with no reins, a chief without a tribe, dude. Guys, like again, I'm gonna speak more about this, but dude, freaking that 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 I don't know if you can hear this through the microphone, but that right there, I'm not gonna wait till the end of the segment. Just freaking chef's kiss, freaking beautiful. Um yep. Roman, like at this point, guys, Roman just has enough. He walks off with Paul Heyman following suit. Um Ro- solo though remains in the ring, and then Cody Rhodes gets into his face and he's just yelling, say when. Say when and I'll make the move. Like say it because because I you because know, you know Solo took those words that Cody said to heart. Yeah, he's in the ring. Roman's like trying to call him over. He's baffled that Solo's still in the ring. Like he's calling him over. Like Solo, what do you like? I, I don't think I heard, I didn't hear what he said, but he said something along the lines of like it's like you know get over here, get out of the ring or something. And then he's about to leave the ring, and Cody Rhodes says, like I said. I knew that you weren't ready. And as soon as Solo's through the ring ropes, he stops and he's like, oh, this motherfucker. And he's about to (laughs) deliver the Samoan spike. And then Cody Rhodes just drops. He drops Solo with like a kick to the face. Solo gets back up. He's about to, he's about to go to blows. Like, okay, it's on, it's on now, dude. He does. And, but then Roman Reigns stops him. He's, he's up on the ramp or the apron at this point. He stops Solo in his tracks. And I think he said something along the lines of like next, like wait, like wait, like next week or something like that. Like not, not now. Like we just wait here. Like you'll get your. I think because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of next week. So I'm guessing we're gonna get a match between Cody and Solo maybe next week or something along those lines. Again, maybe so. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, probably for the Monday Night Raw, the final Raw uh, before Mania or something along those lines. So yeah. Um, at least that's pretty much what it's setting up to be uh, from from the end of this the end of this segment. But yeah, Roman Reigns like you know Solo's looking into his eyes, Roman's looking into his eyes, and then then Cody Rhodes he's he's ready to face both of them at this fucking point. Like that's how badass freaking Cody Rhodes is right now, just ready to go and just like the stare. You know they're just like listen, you know wait now's not the time. You know like don't don't let him get into your head like enough. Mm-hmm. And then and that's how we go off the air with like with Solo. Uh, and Roman on the apron and Cody standing tall in the ring. And that's how Monday Night Raw goes off the air. 
I got some more comments to say, but Brian, I'll let you start your thoughts on this final segment to end the show. Man, just like how the start the show started, man, it was fantastic. Uh by by both of them, Roman and Cody. Um, I mean, you mentioned most of the lines. I'm not going to go back over that, but just again, both of them just really telling the story so so well. Um, and I like this aspect of it too, right? Like, through, there's also been this theme throughout the night where, like, you know, Sammy and and Ko mentioned Jay turning on Roman, right? Jimmy had this little kind of like you know, outburst of where, you know, where he was, didn't challenge Roman, but he was, you know, pushing back on Roman, right? And then here in this segment here where, like, you know, you can see, you know, Roman's Roman's leaving, thinking Solo's right behind him. And the way I took it was, like, it kind of, like, it start like, it's the first time where, like, Solo really didn't listen to, to Roman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's just, it's, it's telling those, the stories about the cracks, the cracks forming and the, you know, the, the, the descent that is going to, that is going to, uh, culminate like here the at direction WrestleMania. between each character. Yeah. Because we've seen that. With right. Jimmy. Exactly. We've seen that with yep. each member of the bloodline. We saw it with Jimmy and we're trying to, to handle the Jey Uso problem, obviously with yeah. Jey Uso and his involvement with Sammy. And now you're starting to, again, I, I, maybe we're overlooking this, but I don't really think that there's any, I don't think so, man. Here. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty cut. Clear it's so today. multidimensional. Now, man. Yeah. It's... Now you're getting solo Sokoa and his little, I, I guess you can say, Brian, you mentioned it just now, the crack being shown about solo because solo has been, usually been the, has been the right hand has been, I mean, that name was for, for Jey Uso, <laughs> right. long, and now it's pretty much is now switched over to Solo Sokoa. And yeah. now you're starting to see the the story being told of maybe potentially Solo's hand in. Oh, you know what? Because there's something we didn't even mention. I think we totally forgot where uh, the whole reason why it was just them three out there, right? Heyman told the Usos, you know, oh, the Jets ready. Yeah, you know, Jets, you got yeah, sushi yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Roman specifically called Solo back in there, right? That that was right after the whole, the whole yeah, uh, Jimmy yeah. and Jay thing. Yeah. yeah so exactly. again, they're just telling the story from so many different angles, man. It's it's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. And to and to close this off, um, listen, I I know I said this last week, um, or even during a, a SmackDown review in the past, you know, about this Roman and Cody situation. I love the fact that we're getting this match and it should be happening. I've been saying this for months, even before I, even before we started this podcast, I said that this needed to happen. I said yeah. it from the day when he came back into WWE, um, this, this needed to happen at some point. Um, and the fact that we're finally getting it is tremendous. And I know I spoke about like, uh, you know, Roman, he hasn't been on the shows as of much with this build. And I'm like, you know, like how are fans going to really truly get sold? But guys, after watching this freaking, after watching this segment, just for one segment, in the snap of a finger, you're sold. In the one segment, but really their last two segments have been I mean, instantly, gold. just from one to two yeah. segments alone, you yep. are sold. That's it. If you need to get yep. sold on a match, th- this is it. There's honestly, Brian, really nothing. There's really nothing else that they can do to get fans sold because they've already done it. 
in less than two to three segments. And that's yeah. how amazing these two are. At the top of their game, Cody Absolutely. Rhodes and Roman Reigns together. It, it's just, it's freaking awesome. We for, for, for weeks now, we talked about the Usos and Owens and Zayn and how well they have been doing, and rightfully so. But at the mm-hmm. same time, we also have to acknowledge, and no pun intended, Roman and Cody of how in just with very, very little build, because I'll be honest with you, there hasn't been too much of build, but within less than a segment or two, they have, if you weren't sold on this match, but after you watch this segment, you're, you have to be sold now because this was done just, just absolutely just beautifully done. It, it was, it was absolutely. awesome. Yep. The believability in, in the words, the realism in, in, in the promo and in, in, in the story Everything again, chef's kiss. We're, mwah. I mean, my <laughs> my god, it was freaking tremendous. Um, I, I can't emphasize enough about Cody and Roman and, and this entire storyline. And I'm start. It's starting to hit me, Brian, as we close this out. Like it's it's coming to an end. It, it's it's crazy. But but here's the yeah. thing where this can still continue. And, and this is kind. Of, I, I like to. I'll call this the downfall of the bloodline. And I think that this can can maybe continue going into next year and 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 listen to this because maybe and and i'll get your thoughts to end it as well before we get off but and you know obviously you have roman you lose the titles the crack in the bloodline the bloodline continues they or they com- they complete their downfall right they the bloodline is done the island of relevancy um jay uso so like you can do a match between roman and jay uso at SummerSlam, right maybe they have like another yeah. You know, Jey Uso said, like in his in his Instagram photo, when in that Royal Rumble, um, that Royal Rumble segment, like run it back. You know, with them and, and with him and, and Roman, you can tell the story then about how you know. There's so many things you can just go away about this, but I would yeah, love to absolutely tell Roman going into each of the members of the bloodline. So you can do Jey Uso versus Roman at SummerSlam, and of course, again, guys, there's many different directions where you can go. But at least from the top of my head, you can go Roman versus Jey Uso at SummerSlam because, guys, at this point, Jey Uso, he's already proven that he can be he can already be main event worthy. This guy has been doing tremendous work, not just for this for the past few months, but for years. So, I mean, you yeah. can do Jey yeah, Uso yes. versus Roman, no title involved. Just have Roman and Jey Uso. You can do that at SummerSlam because that would need to be saved. And then, again, these are big pay per view events. Jey Uso versus Roman at SummerSlam. You can do Ro- and then Roman versus Solo Sokoa at the Royal Rumble. And if you still want to do the Rock versus Roman Reigns, you can save that for WrestleMania 40. Because again, we talked about the title doesn't need to be involved. Well, no. the title's not going to be involved then, right? Just saying. And that and that way, and, and then that moment with the Rock at WrestleMania, I think, concludes everything in a nutshell. So even though this situation with Roman being at the top of the helm holding titles, it doesn't necessarily have to be the end of it. This could be a lead into a major sequel. I mean, if you guys ever watch like sequels and TV shows, this could be a great opportunity to do something along those lines. So again, just some things off the top of my head, but again, to end this tremendous segment, the start of the segment and this final segment, the best two things of the night. And what a shocker. Mm-hmm. It's not even throughout. <laughs> it involves the freak. And of course, throughout the first hour was solid. Second hour had its little bumps in the road. And then number three in this the hour, number three in this final segment kind of saved it, to be honest. Um, 
But yeah, not not a. Well, I don't think it's the bloodline saved it. I mean, that's the blood, yeah, the bloodline definitely. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, the bloodline has pretty much saved pretty much a lot of these shows over the past yeah. number of months. But yeah, just again, theory of Montez. That was a pretty good match. I mean, I like that match, but yeah, you know. absolutely. And like I said, guys, whether you like Roman, whether you like Cody, is irrelevant. But if yeah. you're looking to get invested, you know, if you were like, well, let, let, try to get me invested, right? Like, can they get me invested? Can they get me intrigued? Well, after you just watch this segment, it's hard to believe that you aren't at this point because yeah. everything from start to finish has been done so freaking well. And it deserves his praise. Brian, your final thoughts of this show and this downfall of the bloodline stuff that I just mentioned before we uh, before we get off. Yeah, the show overall, I guess, you know, heavily featured the bloodline as it should. And yeah, that that along with the I thought the edge promo was really, really, really good. Um, and like I, I just mentioned, I, I like the match between Montez Ford and Theory. Not necessarily a fan of, uh, or there really was no storyline behind of it, behind it. But the lack thereof, I guess, is what I'm. I'm not a fan of. But um, other than that, I mean, there were some definitely, definitely some low spots. But uh, overall, because of the bloodline, you know, I, I can't say it was. I mean, it started off great and it ended fantastic. So, you know, all in all, happy with it, I guess, or most of it. Um, and then, yeah, to your thoughts about the bloodline, yeah, there, there's so many ways that that could end. I mean, that that's definitely a way I, I could see it playing out. I would say for sure, Roman has to have a match with Jay at the very least. Like, that has to be a match at some point. How you go with the rest of it, with, with Solo or Jimmy or The Rock, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think Jay and Roman have to have a match here and and – you know, so while the bloodline, you know, officially, I guess, kind of breaks up at Mania, um, yeah, I could definitely see. Again, we had mentioned. I think maybe Roman's going to take a little time off. I don't know how much time or, or whatever, but by SummerSlam, like, from, like from if Summer, you could, if you could, WrestleMania to SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, if Roman like, wants to take time off. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns comes back more diabolical and vicious as ever, and he mm -hmm. wants to get some. And he goes after his his bloodline, you know, you know, family, which involves Jay Uso, and that that's what I mean. Like, there's so I could definitely see that. Right? Yeah, SummerSlam, you know, yeah, involving yeah, Solo SummerSlam, J yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, they, yeah, so many ways you can go, and and yeah, so I'm definitely interested to see where where it does go because I think there's a lot of interesting storylines you can you know angles you can go here. So. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Like I said, guys, if you were not sold on this main event match between Cody and Roman, I mean, after watching that segment, <laughs> I'm sure you are now. And that is another WWE Monday Night Raw review in the books, guys. This was episode number 33, uh, Monday Night Raw. March 20th, 2023. This was another episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys tune into our next episode, which will be on Thursday as once again, we cover, it's been a minute, but we're going to be covering some AEW and some AEW uh, dynamites for that Thursday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And of course, we're back at it again for another episode of SmackDown and another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week. 
Man, like I said, Brian, we're getting close. The the energy is in the air. We're less than yep, yep. 11 days. We're getting close. And like I said, there's going to be a lot more content coming your guys' way. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of it and then some. That is going to do it for today's episode, guys. My name is James Porcelli. And I am Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.